8: Good afternoon, West Central Florida. Bill Bunkley here with the Bill Bunkley Show, and uh, we are in the seat for another three hours and inviting you to be with us as much as you can. I'm Bill Bunkley, your host, and uh, another day is rolling around where we are exploring what the Lord wants us to be, wants, wants us to do in this time of challenge, and it's good to be with you this afternoon. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're not uh, focusing so much on the horizontal, what's going on around us. Though I do have some good news for some of you uh, in Hillsborough County, but I want to tell you that uh, this is a time for us to keep vertical, keep looking to the Lord, keep asking God to 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 give us uh, what we need to do to be uh, walking with Him this afternoon. And uh, I'm excited because uh, He's given this. A challenge, and we have this challenge to make. Now we have some breaking news. I'm not going to comment on it a great deal uh, during this time because I want to get back to talking about your personal ministry. And the question that I asked you yesterday, do you have a personal ministry? Do you have something set aside in your life that you uh, present to the Lord, and, and that is where your ministry of service is to him? I think that uh, most of us who, all of us who have the ability, the physical and the mental ability to do that, that's exactly what we should be doing. We'll talk about that in a moment. The breaking news is just about uh, an hour ago or somewhere in that neighborhood, the Hillsborough County Emergency Committee has met. And for those of you living in Hillsborough County, there is no longer a curfew in Hillsborough County. Let me repeat. There is no longer a curfew from 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. in Hillsborough County. By a vote of either 8 to 0 or 9 to 0, I forget, but by a unanimous vote, the uh, emergency committee uh, made up of the mayor of Tampa, the mayor of Temple Terrace, the mayor of Plant City, uh, the sheriff, (coughs) uh, county commission chairman, and uh, there's some other folks, uh, the county administrator, County Health uh, Executive. Uh, Anyway, the official vote by the elected officials, eight or nine to nothing, and they have reversed their decision of a few days ago to impose a curfew here in Hillsborough County. Now, we're going to be diving into that more during the second hour, and that's where we tackle our issues. And I want to tell you that we have a special guest joining us, um, State Representative Mike Beltran. And Mr. Beltran is going to be with us today. He sent a letter (coughs) to the emergency committee um, uh, really pointing out some deficiencies within the curfew. And I think that uh, that was a very important piece of input among others. Uh, I gave a little input myself. Uh, But um, he's going to be with us in the 430 hour to talk about his letter, talk about what's been happening in the area of civil liberties and and uh, the whole religious uh, liberty, religious freedom question. And, of course, uh, he serves uh, in South County uh, in the Florida legislature, so we're looking forward to having Mike with us uh, during that hour. Now, we'll also be talking during the second hour probably about the COVID-19 pandemic. That pandemic may have started in a Wuhan laboratory there in China. Now, we're told that uh, it's not believed that it was any kind of a bioweapon situation, but it could be something that they were working on, and someone in that laboratory got the virus, went home, and it began its spread in Wuhan. Well, we believe it started there, and there's discussion that the Chinese may be using the wet market, and that's where you see um, a lot of animals that we like to call domesticated pets in this country and other animals kind of hanging up there, waiting for people to uh, purchase the carcasses. Uh, they have been trying to say that that's where this uh, virus began, but it may have begun. Uh, it may have been carried by bats. And when I say that is that it wasn't necessarily carried by the animals that are hung up in the wet market. That may be a smokescreen, screen, uh, but, uh, looks like that it could be transferable from bats to humans but that's not what happened here even though they uh, have researched that particular characteristic that could have got out of the lab we'll talk about that some in the second hour as well and in the third hour exciting uh, central tampa baptist church pastor uh, lennox zamore is going to be with us going to be sharing with us some thoughts Uh, today, and going to be praying for our community. That's going to be an important time to plug in. Well, our phone lines are open at 877-943-9673. That's 877-943-9673. So tonight, if you have a little anxiety before you go to bed and you want to go walk it off, get those shoes on and walk it off and enjoy the time out. If you need to run to the 7-Eleven, put on the protective things you need to put on to be out in public and you can run to the to the 7-11. Now, you can't really make the case a lot for the 24 hours of the big box stores because they're not open 24 hours and most of them are closed by the time the curfew were to take place. But it was very evident today that number 1 those people, and I'm talking about the young people and others, that our law enforcement agencies right now still have the ability, especially after night under the cover of darkness, they come across uh, a blocked-off county park or pavilion or, you know, a beach or whatever, and they still have the authority to go and to confront those people that are gathering in groups of 10 or more, and they have the ability to take – action all the way up to arresting them for a misdemeanor without the curfew. And I will tell you that I encourage them to do so. Uh, What I don't encourage, what what I did encourage was so many law-abiding people like you who are doing their best to comply with all of what has been shared with us from the CDC, the White House, Uh, all of those that are on the front lines of trying to guide this nation through this calamity, that uh, for people who are abiding by all of that, and then to put this heavy-handed curfew on them uh, was just not the right way to go. wasn't the wise way to go. And so now we're we're back to where we were before. And um, I'll say one thing, and then we're going to move on, talk about ministry. Uh, Joe Weaver and I were just chatting about it, and, uh, you know, he he said something very profound. Now, this is the second misstep uh, here in our area since this whole coronavirus thing has uh, uh, taken uh, its course here in Florida. And you know what's good, praise the Lord? What's good is we've had a couple of instances when elected leaders had made a decision after further review hopefully further prayer further consideration they went back and they reversed themselves they went back and, and uh... for some of us would say they got it right that is so much more than what we can say for many other states and communities around the nation public officials get hard-headed public officials want to prove their point Public officials, once they take a stand, they look at it as a form of weakness to change their stand. Well, when that happens, the people who are in their jurisdictions are very ill-served. Thank goodness that we don't have that situation uh, with our governor, and we don't have our that situation with our elected officials. And um, And I just want to say this. I want you to pray for the elected officials who are part of the emergency response group here in Hillsborough County, because there have been some people who have been very upset. And I've spent my career trying to share with people how to be upset without being upsetting, and that is upsetting to others, because yelling and screaming and using and using racial slurs are never called for, are always inappropriate. And uh, while people have been exercising their constitutional right of free, free speech and to um, make their thoughts known to these and other elected officials, there have been some very vile threats and responses uh, to uh, our public, ser- some of our public servants over this, and I can tell you that um, Les Miller, County Commissioner Chairman, who was on my program, who uh, we actually had a chance to interview, literally within minutes after the curfew was voted in place. Um, he broke down today because some very nasty emails have been written to him and very hurtful emails have been written to him and all i can say is is that uh, two wrongs don't make a right and i want to tell you it's so important if you need to disagree with me or disagree with anybody disagree with your elected officials disagree agreeably State your case, don't make it personal, don't wish uh, any ill harm on somebody. All of those things are so unnecessary. And for that, that little sliver, I'm disappointed in certain elements of my community. I've just got to be honest with you. And yesterday, you know that uh, I, uh, not only what was happening in Ohio, Michigan, other places, but the fact of the curfew here that... Um, I think that I was very clear in in my displeasure of um, the attack on civil liberties. Civil liberties, but I tell you what. It's never excusable to make threats about to make threats to anybody, their family, to uh, give them slurs based on the color of their skin. So there again, that's what happens in a free society. That's where we're at today. But nonetheless, um, even Mr. Miller said he believed that he was making the right decision to, to, to protect the public health. But uh, he, too, voted for it to be uh, rescinded. And uh, I tell you what, I, when you deal with public officials, there's always huge egos that are involved. And there's huge egos in radio and many things that we do. But uh, you know when you have the when you have the opportunity to to work with these people, even if you disagree, it's an honor to know all of them, even though we have different philosophies. I'm Bill Bunkley.
9: I'll be right back Hi, I'm Robert Jeffries, Pastor of First Baptist Church in Dallas and Bible teacher on Pathway to Victory. In recent weeks, the coronavirus has taken the world by storm. While millions are isolated at home, everyday life has taken on a new definition of normal. So I want to share two encouraging words to help you navigate through this crisis. The first word is prayer. Philippians 4, 6 says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. And the second word is precaution. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So pray as if your safety completely depends upon God and take precautions as if your safety depends completely on you. Remember, this crisis is going to pass. And through it all, we can take comfort in knowing that God is still in control.
1: Sunday mornings at 11, join Dr. John Connell of Countryside Baptist Church for Helping Life Make Sense.
7: Give up your security blanket and open your heart and your mind to the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit who dwells within you.
1: Helping Life Make Sense with Dr. John Connell, Sunday mornings at 11 on Faith Talk AM 570 910. And at Let's Talk
8: Hey, we're back. Bill Bunkley here. Bill Bunkley Show, 877-943-9673. That's 877-943-9673. I just want to tell you that I'm proud that I live in a community where we might not always get it right, and there might be some individuals that have different philosophies, uh, but I tell you, we have worked through a couple of uh, these issues and we are seeing how other communities and states uh, are not willing to to come together for, well, maybe the good of the people or for what's right, and then you get dug in, just like right now, the Congress, those on the left, are insisting on all sorts of things to go into the next round of the uh, relief deal, and so here we have businesses who are trying to make payroll. And the PPP ran out of money. And that is for them to be able to get uh, some help, uh, that they put it toward mortgages, utilities, but most importantly payroll to keep people with some checks here after the first, you know, we get one of just a, a kind of an IRS uh, uh, routed, uh, support which people are getting this week but then the business but I give you an example I'll just tell you they're out of money and I'm just going to tell you like it is uh, my corporate accounts are at TD bank I applied on April the 3rd at TD Bank to get a little assistance for payroll and guess what I haven't even heard back from them yet. They had 40,000-plus applications. All have to be looked at by a human being. And and now the Congress, so some of the small businesses got a little relief. The other ones are now just swinging in the wind because the Congress can't get their act together if they're going to help across the board small businesses in America. What a dysfunctional deal. The only reason why I say that is it's a little frustrating that you know, you comply, and in the midst of this, they knew for the last four or five days that this was a very, very important program, how many millions of people are unemployed, and uh, small businesses, which is, what, 60 70% of all employment in America, and commerce. They're trying to hold it together for their people, and check it out. We're, we're going to argue, uh, you know, whether or not we're going to have a, Uh, money for this uh, renovation or that renovation. And quite frankly, I'll just be clear, I think that uh, those on the left are holding, of the Congress, let me just be clear, of the Congress, those in leadership in the Congress are holding this country hostage um, over things that they want to get that they haven't been able to get because they haven't had the votes to get. And by the way, that's the way this country was designed. You've got to go out. You've got to sell what you believe ought to be happening. You've got to get enough other people on your same page to agree that is right. That's a priority. And so there we have taking advantage of a national disaster. All right, let's get back to the main thing. The main thing is our relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because regardless of what a bunch of foolish people are going to do, and yes, I'm saying We are seeing foolish people step to microphones, foolish, some foolish governors, some foolish mayors. And I'm talking about outside the state of Florida, so I'm not uh, misunderstood. But, you know, the Bible tells us that we are in the midst of having to deal with fools all the time. But let me ask you a question. Set all that aside. One way or another, for the good or maybe not so good, all that's going to get worked through. What have you been doing today, in your time? Did you have a quiet time this morning? Because that's where you're going to be encouraged. I know there's been some 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 showers coming through, but have you gotten out and taken that thirty-minute walk today? That brisk walk. Have you have you found a book, the first book to get back into? spending a part of your evening, if it's 15 or 30 minutes at night before you go to bed, to read the next chapter or two of a good book. Because all these things are quality of life. All these things are important for a quality of life. But I want to tell you that if you are a follower of Christ, you are an ambassador, and because of the Great Commission, the last instructions, we are told to go forth and make disciples. Now, we may not be able to make disciples in Taiwan or China because we're not there. We can support those that do, but we have a mission right here at home, especially with the recent revelations of the last couple of years of how many people in America really don't know who Jesus Christ is. I mean, they know the name, but do they really know who he is? And other than the fact that he's the Son of God, do they really know what all that means to them? Well, that's where you come in. That's where I come in. That's where we have a discussion about our ministries. God wants you to be involved in a ministry, I believe. God wants you to be active in a ministry. Now, I'm just going to, I want to read from Acts 19. And this is going to probably have a commercial break in between. But I want to begin reading in Acts 19. Excuse me, Acts 9, pardon me. Acts, the ninth chapter. This is dealing with the conversion of Saul, who later went on to be Paul. And uh, we're going to start with verse 19. And I want you to take a look at the other people than Paul in these scriptures and about getting involved with ministry because. After Paul was blinded on the road to Damascus, as he went into Damascus and he he followed the instructions of the Lord, he got his sight back and he was strengthened. So I'll pick it up in verse uh, 19. For some days he was with the disciples at Damascus, and immediately Paul proclaimed Jesus in the synagogue, saying, He is the Son of God. And all who heard him were amazed and said, Is not this man who made havoc in Jerusalem of those who called upon this name? And has he, Paul, not come here for this purpose, to bring them bound, that being Christians, to bring Christians bound before the chief priests? But Saul increased in all the more in strength and confounded the Jews who lived in Damascus by proving that Jesus was the Christ. I'm going to come back and pick it up at verse 23 in a moment, but look at this. Look at this guy who is the chief accuser, Pharisee of Pharisees, Jew, also Roman citizen by birth. Huge persecutor. He was touched by Jesus Christ, and guess what? He got involved in his ministry. And a ministry he had, the Apostle Paul, how effective he was. How effective could you be once you jump in full feet with your ministry? I'm Bill Bunkley. Be right back.
11: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. With the Coronavirus Fund for Small Businesses now exhausted, negotiations ramping up in Washington over a Trump administration request for $250 million to shore up the program. The Small Business Administration announced the Paycheck Protection Program had reached its $349 billion funding limit and no more applications accepted. President Trump announcing new guidelines for states on reopening the country. The president expected to give a green light or the easing of social distancing guidelines in areas with low transmission of the coronavirus, keeping them in place in harder-hit areas. The numbers are sobering. 5.2 million more people to seek unemployment benefits just last week. On Wall Street, the Dow is uh, down 31 points, but the Nasdaq is ahead 96. This is SRN News.
12: There's a virus spreading across the country, but I'm not referring to the one you think. I'm talking about a different pandemic, the left's attack on free speech. But one film is fighting back, No Safe Spaces, featuring Salem Radio Network's Dennis Prager and comedian Adam Carolla. And now you can watch No Safe Spaces from the comfort of your home at nosafespaces.com. Watch this film that Hollywood, Netflix, and the left doesn't want you to see. Go to nosafespaces.com now.
7: Fear and anxiety often feed on one another, but we've found a resource to help overcome these feelings, and we want to send it to help you free. It's a 14 page guide with 10 ways to overcome your fears and anxiety from best selling author and host of New Life Live, Stephen Arterburn.
13: There's not one fear God can't help you overcome.
14: Get your free copy of 10 ways to overcome your fear and anxieties at letstalkfaith.com. Use the keyword overcome.
4: This is an important coronavirus update from the nonprofit Global Healthy Living
6: Foundation.
4: Do you or a loved one live with a chronic illness? If so, you and your family may be at a higher risk for contracting the COVID-19 coronavirus. The Global Healthy Living Foundation has made free information and support available for your protection and well-being. Go to ghlf.org to enroll in their free patient support program to get updates and information related to the coronavirus outbreak. Protect yourself and your family. Visit ghlf.org today.
5: Staying home? perfect. Because Omaha Steaks Stock Up Sale offers fresh, all-American flavors safely to your door. Skip the long lines and feed your family the finest steaks, burgers, poultry, and pork. Even easy to make meals, desserts, and more. Visit OmahaSteaks.com and type package in the search bar. You'll save 50% or more on freezer filling assortments plus orders over $69. Ship free. Omaha Steaks Stock Up Sale. Perfectly hearty, healthy, right at home. OmahaSteaks.com keyword package for free shipping on orders over $69.
1: Saturday mornings at 8. Ask an attorney with Joe Pippen. If there's a mortgage still on it, then he owns a one-half subject to the mortgage. If you pay the mortgage off and you want to be compensated for that, then just get him to sign a new mortgage or a promissory note to you so there's some, some proof that he owes you the money. Okay. I
15: appreciate
1: that. Ask an attorney with Joe Pippen. Saturday mornings at 8 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at Let's Talk
14: Faith.com. Take Faith Talk AM 570 and 910 with you wherever you go. Using our mobile app, Let's Talk Faith Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and at radio.com.
16: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you're sick. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Religious Broadcasters and this station.
8: Hey, we're back. Bill Bunkley, 877-943-9673. Taking a look at the life of Paul Right after he was converted on the Damascus Road. What an immediate switch. From a life of self and the secular culture to being all in. All in in ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. So Paul is in Damascus. And he knows he now has a ministry to tell others about Jesus Christ. And very early on, he will learn that he will do that at great risk to himself from the very beginning. I pick up in uh, Acts 9, verse 23. Now, when many days had passed... He's been there for a while. The Jews in Damascus plotted to kill him. But their evil plot became known to Saul. And he's still referred to it as Saul at this point. And the Jews were at the city gates there in Damascus. They were waiting there during the day. They were waiting there throughout the watches of the night because they wanted to seize Paul and they wanted to kill him. But Paul had some of his disciples. Paul had some followers of Christ in Damascus who had been mentoring him, discipling him for the few days leading up to this particular point in history. And they, they got Paul, Saul I should say at this point, and uh, they let him down through an opening in the wall. As you know, most of the, of the cities had city walls, and so they know they couldn't go through the gate, so they put him in a basket and they lowered him down the wall. Imagine if they all would have been caught. Not only Saul would have been stoned, but all of the disciples. That's a little bit about unity. That's a little bit about really believing. That even if my life is taken where I'm going to be at. But they were all involved in a ministry. They were all involved in doing something to advance the gospel. In verse 26. And when... Saul had come to Jerusalem. He attempted to join up with the Christian disciples, the early disciples there in Jerusalem. Now, how do you think how do you think they reacted when they saw Paul Saul's face? Fear. Absolute fear. Why? They've seen this man do awful things to Christians. Some remember standing, him at, standing at the feet of, uh, of uh, the disciple who was stoned to death, Stephen. In fact, had the garments right next to him of those who removed the garments so that they could throw the stones to kill him. So as you can imagine, Paul showing up at a home or somewhere to the Christians that might be meeting or living there, just a tad bit stressful. They were afraid of him. And by the way, they did not believe that he was a follower of Christ as he was then giving testimony to. They didn't believe him. And so here's where I want you to focus in on the next, the next verse and the next person. Has anybody ever mentioned to you about being a Barnabas? You know, as God arranges our lives, if we will recognize who he has placed around us in those relationships that have been developed, there are certain characteristics of a certain of those that he called way back in the first century to follow him. And their characteristics... Uh, form the same type of characteristics in people we should be surrounding ourselves with and walking with. If I ask you who is the great encourager in the Bible, those of you who know your Bible would very quickly say, oh, I know the answer to that. It's Barnabas. And you would be right. Now, think of of this as if you were Barnabas. You've got somebody who's come into your fellowship, imagine if you were meeting at home, and someone comes in that you know has been a bully to Christians, has verbally abused, physically abused, have done all sorts of bad things to Christians, and now that person shows up and says, hey, I'm a disciple and everybody's fearful. Well, everybody except one person. And that is Barnabas. Verse 27, but Barnabas took Saul and brought him to the apostles. Now let's not let's not confuse the disciples versus the apostles. We are all right now today those of us that are in Christ, we are his disciples. Now, some like to call themselves today apostles, but the real apostles in the real definition are those who physically came in contact with Jesus. So you've got the 11 apostles, and Barnabas brings Saul before the apostles. And he makes a declaration to them of the story of when Saul was on the road to Damascus. He had seen the Lord. Very important. Paul saw the Lord. That's why Paul qualifies, later qualifies, and gives evidence of that in Ephesians and some of the other epistles. Uh, I'm an apostle by the will of God because he saw God. Saul God personally he was called. So he went in and out among them. and by the way Barnabas in back up a verse of verse 27, Barnabas gave testimony that Saul was boldly preaching in the synagogue, in the streets of Damascus, boldly preaching Jesus Christ, him crucified and resurrected and he was preaching again in Jerusalem very bold i mean i mean not backing down bold preaching in the name of our lord and savior jesus christ verse 29 and he spoke and disputed against the hellenists now understand that there are different groups different um, folks. Now, the Hellenists are the Greek-speaking Jews. But the Greek-seeking Jews, that subset, they were looking, they were seeking to kill Saul. And when the other apostles or when the other disciples learned of this, they brought Saul down to Caesarea. They put him on a ship, and they sent him off to Tarsus. Why did they send him to Tarsus? Well, that was Saul's hometown. That's where he was born in Turkey, in in, in Tarsus. And verse 31, so the church throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria had peace and was being built up. And walking in the fear of the Lord and the comfort of the Holy Spirit, it multiplied. Now, I wanted to share that story because I want to compel you to ask the Lord to give you a ministry. And I wanted to demonstrate that just because the Lord and He will give you a ministry if you ask him. But just because the Lord gives you a ministry, either in your early going or ongoing, I can tell you, as my ministry, as president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission, that ministry, I mean, we we, we have we have challenges. You're going to have a challenge getting started in a new ministry. And by choosing the ministry the Lord is into, don't be mistaken that you're not going to have challenges and it's not going to be just clear sailing. Here we had Saul, who later was named Paul, who had this great, Conversion on the road to Damascus. He saw Jesus. He goes. He gets his his eyesight was taken from him instantly uh, on that road to Damascus. He got his eyesight and his health back in Damascus. He's out sharing Christ in the synagogues. They want to kill him. He's out in the streets of Damascus. They want to kill him. So they lower him out, put him in a basket, and he makes his way back south to Jerusalem. And Barnabas is is escorting him. And uh, he's just wanted to get he just wants to get started with telling everybody the good news. And he has opposition from his own fellow Christians. And another group of his fellow Christians want to kill him, the Hellenists. So much so that the Lord orchestrated the plan to now get Saul Paul out of Jerusalem get him on a boat back to Tarsus, get him back to his hometown, and it's sort of a sort of a, a restart, regrouping, or whatever. Even what we're going through now, whenever there's change, it's challenging. And we have a new paradigm that we're all trying to get used to. And, oh, by the way, even when some of us can begin to go back to the office, go back to the shop, go back to work, For some time, I I am pretty well convinced that that's going to require social distancing. It's going to require wearing a mask. It's going to be requiring washing your hands probably every hour. And and who knows what else to protect you. But I want to just ask the Lord to inspire you this afternoon. Just like we heard yesterday about the, the mask ministry and we heard about the the ministry, or one of our dear sisters, has studied the scriptures and um, put the put the um, row the costumes together to portray certain biblical female ca- characters. What could you do? Maybe it's just among seniors in your neighborhood. You never know. You never know. But that's that's what we all are called to do right now. Eight seven seven nine four three nine six seven three. I'll be right back.
5: If you've got a weird sense of humor, you will like the work of cartoonist Gary Larson like I do. Hi, I'm Chuck Swindoll. He captured the essence of nonsense when he showed a trainer standing with a flaming hoop in front of a big turtle saying, Jump, Mortimer, jump! (laughs) You know what's wrong with that picture, don't you? That turtle, in a hundred years, could never jump through that flaming hoop. Some people make the mistaken assumption that there is some flaming hoop being held out by Jesus in front of turtles like us. Well, that's not so. He doesn't ever ask us to do the impossible on our own. When he talks about walking with him, it's possible. He's promised that. Pastor and teacher Chuck
1: Swindoll. Visit Insight for Living's website at insight.org.
14: this is bill carl i'm concerned for my family's health and for yours too and so is moss nissan and right now if you've purchased a vehicle from moss nissan now's a great time to refresh the antimicrobial treatment included with moss care it's just another benefit of moss care included with the purchase of every new and pre-owned vehicle in moss nissan this treatment is designed to destroy viruses germs and bacteria on all interior surfaces And right now, the second application is free. So get into Moss Nissan and get that vehicle sanitized. And when you come to any Moss dealership, you can rest assured that their facilities have been scrubbed from stem to stern, keeping you and your family's health in mind. Also know that if you're active military, a veteran, first responder, if you're a pastor or church worker, you're eligible for the You Serve, You Save program, including 15% off when you have your vehicle serviced at Moss Nissan. Visit Moss Nissan today, Newport Ritchie, North Tampa, Crystal River, and at mossnissan.com. The best Christian music to brighten your day. Messages that inspire
3: hope, life, and spiritual transformation from the nation's leading Christian teachers and a safe place for you to grow in your faith. Sound like something you could use? Visit christianradio.com. Christianradio.com is a place you can find hope when there seems to be none. All your favorite Christian radio stations can go with you wherever you go. Join us now online and on your mobile app. At Christianradio.com.
1: When was the last time the owner of a heating and A.C. company took time out to share helpful tips on keeping your A.C. trouble-free? Learn how to save money and time on costly repairs and maintenance fees during Keeping It Cool with Josh Cabrera, owner of ACS Home Services, Central Florida's heating and cooling experts. Visit ACSHomeservices.com and listen to Keeping It Cool, Saturday mornings at 11 on Faith Talk. AM 570 and 910.
8: Hey, Bill Bunkley here, here for you, 877-943-9673. I want to share something from my devotional this morning. One of my devotional resources I use is Oswald Chambers, my utmost for his highest. Today, today he was talking about when you have those mountaintop experiences. A day maybe of a great revelation from the Lord, or you just feel energized with the Lord, and it's just one of those special days. Then you have some days that aren't so special. And in that ebb and flow, I wanted to share a little bit today about maintaining, maintaining that steady joy in the Lord. Today... Oswald Chambers wrote, we all have moments when we feel better than ever before, and we say to ourselves, I feel fit for for anything and everything, if only I could always feel like this. Well, guess what? We're not wired to necessarily feel like that all the time. I have moments, and you have moments, moments of insight. And when we have that insight, it comes from the Lord, from the Holy Spirit, and it's especially directing us of something we should be doing. It's kind of like Nike time. Just do it. And in fact, we're going to hear uh, Oswald Chambers mention that in just a moment. And some of us, unless we're having a mountaintop experience, a real praise the Lord, I mean a real uh, uh, boost of adrenaline, get into an everyday sort of everyday and we just kind of get blah and we get negative and we just let our emotions take over. And some, you know, if you're not on a mountaintop, You've just talked yourself and you're not going to have a good day. We must bring our everyday life up to the standard revealed to us when we are on those mountaintops. Never allow a feeling inside of you that was awakened when you were up on that mountain. Never let it go away. Never let it totally evaporate. Don't tell yourself, well, it was great when I had that mountaintop experience. I'll just file it away in my mind. No. Usually in a mountaintop experience, we are encouraged to do something. And maybe even in this time of more solitude than what we have been used to living, maybe there are some things that you've had, some mountaintop experiences that you need to pursue. That's why I'm talking about getting your own ministry. Now, a lot of times we talk ourselves out of doing what we know we should do. We might get a um, we might get a prompting from the Lord. Eh I, I, I just Lord, I don't feel like doing that. Then there's other times where you might say, Yeah, Lord, that's a good idea. I'll write that down, and I'll get to that one day. Well, here's where the just do it comes in. Instead of saying, I'll do it, or I'll do it one day, try this. Just do it. Just respond. Say, Daddy, Abba Jesus, I mean, Abba Father, Lord Jesus, Daddy, I... I, I hear you, and I'm going to sit down paper and pen, and I'm going to let you speak to me and jot down ways where I can get to work and do what you want me to do and do it right now. Right now, we have to be careful of laziness. Those of us that are out of work or those of you that are out of work and those of us that are at home all the time, let me tell you what, it's easy to be lazy. The couch is steps away. Our beds are are just steps away. And it's easy just to withdraw. I'm going to ask you not to withdraw. That's why I'm going to ask you, do you have a ministry, once again? Do you have a place of service? Your place of service, your ministry, could be plugging into another ministry, uh, something of a ministry of your church. Or you may be called to have your own personal ministry. There are so many needs. And there's always another need that can be met. What could that be for you? What's exciting is that we have some time-out time, even though it's getting rugged for some of us with uh, pink slips and all the not. But you know what? Every day, every day, even if you're dealing with feelings of rejection, isolation, anxiety, Lord's got a way out. He will make a way. He's a way maker. Listen to him. Get yourself a ministry. I'm Bill Bunkley. More of Bill Bunkley show with our answer audience. we be right back.
4: You on a credit card treadmill, paying high interest rates and only making minimum payments? The credit card companies love keeping you on their treadmill, going faster and faster and getting nowhere. It's time to call National Debt Relief. If you have $10,000 or more in credit card debt consolidation loans, medical bills, or collection accounts, National Debt Relief may be able to resolve your debt for a fraction of what you owe with no need for bankruptcy or a consolidation loan. National Debt Relief has resolved more than $3 billion of debt and has helped over 100,000 clients get off the credit card treadmill. Get off the credit card treadmill and get on the road to financial freedom. Call the company ranked number one for debt resolution and rated A-plus with the Better Business Bureau, National Debt Relief. For your free no-obligation evaluation, call today, 800-990-4711, 800-990-4711, 800-990-4711.
1: Faith Talk 570 WTBN, Pinellas Park online at letstalkfaith.com, a service of the Salem Media Group.
11: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Democrats continue to block an effort by Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell to add money to a small business administration program aimed at keeping workers employed during the coronavirus
6: pandemic. This really should be above politics.
7: Majority Leader Mikado says Democrats are refusing the money unless they're guaranteed that half of it goes to businesses owned by women and minorities.
6: It's absolutely surreal to see Democratic leaders treat support for workers and small businesses as something they need to be goaded, goaded into supporting. The popular
7: Paycheck Protection Program passed as part of the CARES Act was so popular it's already run
11: out of funds and been temporarily shut down. Bob Agnew reporting. Also at SRNNews.com, President Trump is asking a bipartisan group of lawmakers to join a panel tasked with determining how to reopen the U.S. economy, which has been hit hard by the rapid spread of the coronavirus.
18: The White House invitations went to Republicans and Democrats in both chambers. House Democrats invited include Representatives Josh Gottheimer of New Jersey, Stephanie Murphy of Florida, Rochanna of California, and Henry Cuellar of Texas. House Republicans who were involved include Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, Minority Whip Steve Scalise, also, Jim Jordan of Ohio, Lee Zeldin of New York, and Kevin Brady of Texas. The president held respective phone calls with House and Senate members Thursday morning. Vice President Pence and Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin also participated in the call, according to Cuellar. Bernie Bennett in Washington.
11: 5.2 million more people to seek unemployment benefits last week. Roughly 22 million have sought jobless benefits in the past month, easily the worst stretch of U.S. job losses on record. Anyways, home building activity collapsed in March as the coronavirus spread with Housing starts tumbling 22.3% from a year ago. On Wall Street, stocks are higher ahead of the closing bell. The Dow up 56 and the NASDAQ is ahead 140 points. This is SRN News.
1: If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can
16: afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month.
1: Not in perfect health? Don't worry.
16: SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month.
1: We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security
16: they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issue and company and other factors. Not available
8: in all states.
11: The battle over abortion during the virus outbreak continues.
8: A federal appeals court panel has ruled that medication abortions in which women take pills to end their pregnancy can be provided in Texas during the pandemic. The ruling from three-judge panel of the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals was among several developments in Republican-led states where governors have sought to prohibit almost all abortions because they are elective procedures. A Tenth Circuit Court of Appeals panel also upheld a lower court ruling overturning an Oklahoma
11: ban. Michael Harrington, SRN News. Work on Europe's most famous church has been idled by the virus outbreak. The restoration of Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris has been halted. The workers sent home because of the France lockdown that began March 17th, thwarting plans to start removing the 250 tons of scaffolding. It was a year ago that fire gutted the ancient church's interior, toppled its famous spire, and horrified the world. This is SRN News.
14: and profitable to be kind to others when you enter the kindness challenge each day for 30 days we'll post a new act of kindness that you can do for others on may 2nd you could win $5,000 and a deserving organization will also receive $5,000 in your name you can make a difference in others lives when you enter the kindness challenge take the kindness challenge at letstalkfaith.com brought to you by word of life bible institute and faith talk 570 and 910 Faith Talk 570 WTBN
1: online at letstalkfaith.com a service of the Salem Media Group
8: Good afternoon West Central Florida I'm Bill Buckley This is the Bill Bunkley Show. We're back for hour number two. We'll take you all the way up to the three o'clock hour. And um, those of you just joining us uh, on our answer platforms, I hope you're doing good. I hope that uh, though each day may be challenging with ups and downs and things that uh, you were challenged with yesterday may be totally different to today. But, uh, you know, day by day, we will get through this. And every day that uh, we have to endure this, don't we appreciate something that we took for granted before? I mean, just to realize this time of the year, I'll give you an example. I love our golf beaches. My entire family loves our golf beaches. Now, at different times i could be in the session in tallahassee during this time this year it was early and you know why i look forward to the years it kind of alternates year year after year but this year was we started our session right in the mid part of january so that we would be done, done in sixty days That way I get to experience the springtime. And part of that springtime experience is the beach. Now before I tell you one of the things I really appreciate right now, I want to take you back. I don't know why I've been thinking about this this morning a lot. I remember when I was admitted back the middle part of March of 2017 into the Moffitt Cancer Center. And all told, it was weeks, weeks, and weeks. And I had some complications while I was there, some complications where it was even up in the air whether my body would be able to endure a bone marrow transplant. The only way, the only way I could be cured of leukemia outside of a miraculous healing from the Lord, which certainly is absolutely doable, doesn't happen a lot, but it was doable, is doable. You know what I remember is some of you can relate to this. I either had the same view out of my small hospital window, but as I was encouraged to walk every day, which I did, there was a place where you walked in and out of sort of where the elevators brought you up to the floor, the fourth floor there at Moffitt. You looked out toward the front of the cancer center, and you had the circular drive, and you had an American. United States flag, American flag. And there were some days where it was touch and go. And, you know, I looked out that window, and and I had the thoughts, Lord, will I ever get to be outside again? Will I ever be able to experience the outdoors again? And look I'm a I'm an eagle scout very much now involved with uh, the promotion of trail life and I asked myself I started having these thoughts will I ever be able to do this again will I ever be able to do that again will I ever see that again and I'm a, I I want to tell you that those moments are as vivid to me right now as I'm sharing with you as as if I was re-experiencing them all over again. And you know, one of the favorite things this time of the year is when daylight savings kicks back in. As you know, tonight we won't be done with the sun until probably still about maybe eight, eight or five, if it's even that. We're not, we're not quite in far enough into the cycle where it's Gets dark at eight thirty, quarter nine. But you know, we used to we used to go to the beach during the week. We get off the air not quite at six o'clock, but we get off the air about five till six. And I can't tell you the number of times from our studios, and I'm broadcasting from home today, but at our studios, Mrs. Bunkley and Zach would. Um, either make or grab some sandwiches, and five after six, I'd walk out the the back door of our station. We would be in the van. We would head over to Howard Franklin, head over to Skyway, get over to Mad Beach, St. Pete Beach. We've got two or three special places, and it only took like 30, 40 minutes. So uh, basically by about 6.45, we were on the beach, book in hand, When Zach was little, all the shovels, all the other things, avoiding the heat of the day, but going to the beach at a special time and anticipating the most spectacular sunset, uh, or at least to compete for the most spectacular sunset anywhere on the globe. And so I was looking forward to that all through January, February, all of the driving back and forth to Tallahassee because this was the year we were going to be able to, I could be home after, you know, 25 years of service in Tallahassee. I would be home, and, man, we can do all that stuff when I get off the air. (laughs) Well, that's not happening. But you know what the difference is, and this is what I want to share with you. All of that, most of that that you've been missing, it will come back. And it may not come back as soon as you wish, but it will come back. And that's what you have to focus on. Don't focus on the fact of thinking, well, will will they ever let us out? Or will they ever let me go take a walk at 10 o'clock at night now? Well, the answer to that is yes. Here's the breaking news. Hillsborough County. This afternoon, if you live in our county, this does not. Uh, I think Manatee still has theirs, which I think this is going to put pressure on them. But the eight-nine member committee in Hillsborough County, emergency operational committee, uh, they voted unanimously to rescind or to uh, discontinue the curfew. They vote in. A, they voted in about a week ago. So very, 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 very smart and wise decision. If you uh, heard my something to think about today, you know that I was very vocal about the fact that uh, people are, have been home for a long time, and uh, it looks like things are kind of turning around. Uh, we're not going to be able to just go out and, and live our lives the way they used to be lived. Even in a couple of weeks, if we start to get back out, whatever it is, two weeks, four weeks, six weeks. But the idea uh, that uh, anything you're doing during the daytime, you can do at night. And by the way, if you're gathering with 10 people or more, uh, law enforcement has the ability to not only tell you to scram, and if not, they can arrest you, and I would support them in doing so. I'll just tell you that. If you are gathering together at some pavilion, drinking beer or whatever, you know, 11 o'clock at night, police roll up and give you that reminder, hey, guys, gals, it's time to go home. You give them a problem, then they're going to have to separate you. But other than that, the good news is is that uh, you and I, as law-abiding citizens, and following the CDC recommendations of, well, wearing a mask, uh, wearing gloves, um, taking a shower as soon as you come back in, leaving your shoes outside for at least a couple of hours, uh, if not overnight, uh, having that pair of shoes that if you got to go to the grocery store, post office, whatever, uh, the shoes that you wear out are not the shoes you wear around the house. Come back in from being out, go straight to the shower, wash your hair, wash everything very well. Um, that's the new normal. And uh, with that, uh, We're not going to be able to return to life as we know it, but tonight you can go for your walk and not worry about the blue lights coming on, and um, so that's good news. But you know, uh, as we look at uh, what else is going on, here we have the Congress. Now, whether you support the PPP program, and that is providing small businesses with a a loan that could turn into a grant. Whether you agree with it or not, it was a program that was initiated by the federal government. And an end result, it was a program. If if you haven't been laid off or let go, and if your employer is trying to get some of this ppp money so that they can pay you some salaries so you've got some money to function to you know to eat maybe pay bills you can thank you can thank the democrats in the congress for blocking the extension that money ran out this morning it's gone And I can tell you there's a host of small businesses that simply wanted to apply, simply wanted to have those funds since there's a question of what kind of revenue is coming in. And Democrats, no urgency because they're not getting all of the Christmas ornaments and all the extras like they did in the last one. Just like the funding of the Kennedy Center. $250 million, well, maybe could have gone to a couple of your salaries out there to help you make it through. So uh, it's one of those challenging days. It's, uh, It's a day where we live in a world with a lot of foolish behavior. And unfortunately, we've got rampant foolish behavior in some of our media outlets. We've got rampant foolish behavior with some of our members in Congress and in all levels of government. But you just take a look at those pictures from Ohio, pictures from North Carolina, pictures from Michigan, there's a lot of people that don't that have a lot of time on their hands right now and normally they're too busy to keep up with what uh, our especially our national elected officials are doing. Unfortunately, the shamefulness of a dysfunctional Congress is for all the people to see. And uh, we'll get through it maybe with no help from them but we'll get through it and um, i will just reiterate reiterate again can't say that the president on the advice of his advisors have done everything right probably did some things hindsight will say well maybe should have done that but i tell you what i'm with my president and i'm with us making progress reminding you that coming up bottom of the hour state representative mike Beltran is going to be talking about his letter to the Hillsborough County emergency folks concerning the curfew. We'll talk about that with him and other issues coming up, bottom of the hour, 877-943-9673. Be right back.
3: Travel Cats travel experts announce brand new stay and play golf vacations at Sandals All-Inclusive Resorts. Play any of six prestigious courses across the Caribbean with complimentary green fees and transfers, including the Greg Norman Signature Course at Emerald Bay or Journey to Ireland and play on the Emerald Isle. Call Travel Cats to design your golf getaway. 352-277-7300. TravelCats.com. That's TravelKATZ.com
16: the coronavirus is devastating our economy, leaving working men and women at huge risk. But you prepared, kept your insurance premiums paid up, and made sure you were covered. Don't let the insurance company keep you from getting everything you're entitled to. Go to fileacclaimtoday.com and let them act on your behalf. Business, home, building, wind, rain, fire, or flood, theft, vandalism, or act of God, you deserve what you've paid for. File a claim today. Toll free at 833 file or at fileacclaimtoday.com saturday mornings at eight
1: ask an attorney with joe pippen
13: and the benefit of the trust is no probate no guardianship quick easy fast efficient and private documents and uh in this case we provide for each of them
1: for the rest of their life with some security factor there and also provide for their children ask an attorney with joe pippen Saturday mornings at 8 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com.
8: We're back. Bill Bunkley here. Phone lines are open. It's 877-943-9673. Time to have a little chat about China. That's right. As President Trump says, China. China. Tell you what. You may not be aware of it or not, but my feeling is we are in a national security nightmare. An absolute nightmare. And you know, China has been a bad actor for a long, long time, and they haven't been addressed. Certainly not before the arrival of President Trump. Now, we will never know all the facts in our lifetime probably about the underpinnings, the backdrop of the origin of the COVID-19 pandemic. It's always, what, 20, 30, 40, 50 years after the fact where quote-unquote top-secret documents are released by the Freedom of Information Act. But you've probably heard that there are in what I believe to be credit, uh, credible allegations that China was conducting laboratory virus research And someone that was involved with that research was involved with safety protocols that didn't end up being executed, and somehow they infected the population of Wuhan. And the Chinese have covered it up. And in fact, if there's any animals involved with the coronavirus, it might be a bat. Now, the bat has nothing to do with the virus that was uh, under the laboratory experimentation. It's just that uh, the COVID-19 may be a virus that could be spread by bats and not the, what they call the wet markets, where they have um, a lot of what we would uh, refer to as our domesticated animals that are that are hanging on hooks as carcasses waiting to be purchased for food. But you know, I, I, I was wondering this morning, How many warnings do we need as individuals or do we need as a country to take action when we've got some some serious national security concerns? By the way, in that vein, do you know, I mean, this is decades and decades and decades, Have you ever stopped to do any research about how many items China, as soon as there's a new product, could be years of research, millions of dollars to bring a product to market, goes on sale, or even in even when some of the product may go out to media sources before it's even available to the public. And lo and behold, one of the first ones off the production line ends up in China. Ends up in a laboratory setting in China. It is analyzed. It is reverse-engineered. all of the pieces of the product are then put into production mode. And next thing, within weeks sometimes, following a legitimate release of a product, took a lot of money to get it there, Chinese come along with their underhanded tactics and they've manufactured a cheap, a fake, A knockoff of those products. Now, I know I'm going to step on some toes here, but many of you have been to New York. Many of you have been to where? Chinatown. And what do you go to Chinatown for? Food? Or that knockoff Gucci bag? That knockoff Rolex that you carry around and demonstrate because of the status symbol that maybe you would never buy for yourself. But that's not all. How about China when it comes to our military secrets? Ask someone that's in the know. Whenever there's a new Chinese fighter jet or the new aircraft carrier or ships, isn't it amazing that our advanced technology, again, lots of money have been spent for research and development. China gets its hands on it. How about what happened? what's happening at our hospitals? What happened at Moffitt? By and large, they got spies in Moffitt that was – feeding information back on cancer research. (laughs) They're they're paying just a small price to get it compared to the gazillions of dollars that Moffitt is having to raise every year or to get in grants to, to defeat cancer. These are bad actors, been bad actors. But the latest, most troubling... Don't let this idea of the monopoly over our pharmaceutical drugs coming in from China, don't let that just be a well another story. China controls most of the substances that go in our prescription drugs, prescription drugs. And most all of our gener- generics and most of our other prescription drugs by name that haven't gone to um, generic, that supply chain is all China. Look how vulnerable we are to China right now, if they were to cut that off. And again, I go back to the Congress, allowing all of this to happen, allowing us to just go on the cheap. These, my friends, are examples of a national security nightmare especially when our entire supply of prescription drugs is dependent on China. When we come back, State Representative Mike Beltran is going to talk about, well, Hillsborough County's emergency policies and more. We'll be right back.
11: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Democrats continue to block an effort by Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell to add money to a small business administration program aimed at keeping workers employed during the pandemic. Democrats still refusing his request unless they're guaranteed half the money is targeted to companies owned by women and minorities. President Trump preparing to unveil national guidelines on when and how the country starts to recover from the economic pain of the pandemic. The National Weather Service now says that more than 100 tornadoes struck the south in a two-day outbreak that killed more than 30 people earlier this week. Stocks ending a wobbly day with modest gains. The Dow picked up 33 points today to finish ahead after wobbling back and forth. The Nasdaq was up 139 and the S&P ahead 16. This is SRN News
20: Hi, I'm David Moss Jr. from Moss Nissan. And right now, please know that the Moss family cares deeply about your family and our community. And as hard as we work to make our face-to-face experiences for our customers amazing, we understand that right now, not everyone will feel comfortable venturing out to a showroom. So I'd like you to know two things. One, we're going to get through this together. And two, our commitment to unbeatable customer service is always available at mossnissan.com where you can shop our full inventory of new cars and pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. that are also available at any of our physical locations. You can secure financing, value your trade, take advantage of programs for all military and first responders, and complete your entire purchase online, and all from the comfort and safety of your home. We'll even deliver your new car right to your driveway. Plus, every vehicle features Moss Care, which one great benefit is an antimicrobial surface designed to kill all bacteria and viruses. At MossNissan.com, we're committed to never losing a deal over price and, more importantly, never compromising the health and well-being of our customers. God bless.
14: If you're a pastor or you love your pastor, don't miss No One to Tell with Dr. Andy McDaniel. No One to Tell is real conversations with a
21: real pastor. That is what we do here. Please join us again. On our next program, we are brought to you by Standing Stone Ministry, where we believe that healthy shepherds lead healthy flocks.
14: No One to Tell with Dr. Andy McDaniel. Sunday afternoons at 2 on Faith Talk, 570-910 and online at letstalkfaith.com. Take Faith Talk, AM 570 and 910 with you wherever you go. Using our mobile app, Let's TalkFaith.com, Alexa, tune in, iHeart and at radio.com.
11: The fighting spirit of the Marine Corps is born of battles won. Battles won within. Over enemies of fear, enemies of doubt. It's who we are, it's what we do. It's a promise made to you for more than two centuries. A promise of the Marines.
8: All right, we're back. Bill Bunkley here. The Bill Bunkley Show. Those phone lines are open at 877-943-9673. We are here for you. We're here to bring you the truth without the spin, and we're here to encourage you. And I hope that you are encouraged this afternoon. We have so many things to be thankful for that we've been blessed with. And uh, we've got some bends in the road here. We've got some things or some challenges. But I assure you that uh, we're going to get through this. Well, dealing with this COVID-19 is dealing with something of 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 a large magnitude while we're on the run. And there's a lot of decisions being made. Some decisions have been right and good. Some decisions may prove not to have been right, but only when we have the benefit of the rearview mirror down the road. And some are just blatantly inappropriate right now, right this second, right in our face. And to talk about that is, a good friend, someone that is serving us very well in the Florida legislature, uh, Mike Beltran is with me this afternoon. He represents District 57. And other than a little sliver down there in that southwestern corner, if you live in South Hillsboro County, he is representing you in the legislature there in Tallahassee. And, of course, uh, he and his wife, uh, Hope, uh, live right here in our area, and uh, earlier today, Um, had a chance to get wind that he wrote a very insightful letter to the Hillsborough County Emergency Response Group um, with this ridiculous situation on the curfew. I reported uh, two or three times already. I'll do it again. That was reversed by unanimous uh, vote now a couple of hours ago. So we're still going to talk about it, but I want to praise the folks who realized that it was an inappropriate uh, pathway to take and they corrected themselves and that's something to say in today's culture. Representative uh, Mike Beltran, good to have you with us this afternoon.
2: Well, gr- great uh, great to be on. Thank you, uh, Thank you for having
8: me. First of all, I gotta say this. Thank you for your service to the Florida legislature and I must say you're in the second half of your first term. You don't talk a lot when you're in session in a committee meeting or on the floor. But I want to tell you, Representative, that when you do speak, you are so solid and you are so uh, thoughtful in in the point that you want to share. I just want your folks that live in South County to know that uh, uh, if they're conservative and, and you're a Republican, but if they're conservative, uh, they ought to be very, very uh, appreciative. Because you take a lot of those family values and you stand for those, and I wanted to thank you for that and make that public proclamation.
2: Well, I, I appreciate that, and we obviously we had a, a pretty good session up in Tallahassee. That's all kind of uh, we're living in a different world now, so a lot of that is uh, you know not not the focus day to day, but we certainly we had we had a great session up in Tallahassee. Past um, obviously the parental consent bill, and, the, and then also we. Um, were able to at least move the ball a little bit on e verify um yes. so that was as well as uh we had um to uh to protect the churches and uh we we had a number of uh of good bills that kind of we've uh we've all kind of uh focusing obviously and, and rightly so on on the current crisis uh but oh, we yes. don't want to want to forget that that good progress that we had before this coronavirus absolutely overtook no. us
8: yeah absolutely not great leadership. Well, let's talk about Hillsborough County because um, you had a a letter to those uh, representatives uh, on that committee. It was uh, public, uh, I think it was in the Times Tribune or Times or something like that. But uh, like me, um, the whole idea about criticizing the movements and restraining the movements of law-abiding citizens differently during the day and at night, uh, it, it struck the same tone with you as it did me and a lot of folks in Hillsborough County. Thank you for speaking out and writing that letter, but walk us through the flaws in what that curfew was doing. Sure,
2: sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I not want to start out and say I support generally what the government is doing. I support our leadership. I think everyone's trying to be diligent and make the right decisions to uh to save lives and obviously to preserve the economy as best we can and I've you know, as you said, I don't speak out on everything because I try to uh let the other branches of government and the other um levels of government uh do their best and and not uh you know not jump down everyone's throat all the time and I think all these folks on this board uh rightfully uh um and without without letting egos get in the way or anything like that, they rightfully uh rescinded the uh the curfew order uh, today, as everyone will recall, several weeks ago, we uh, we passed a safer-at-home order, which essentially everyone needs to stay at home uh, to the greatest extent possible unless you're doing uh, an essential service or you're going to the store, you're out to exercise. And there's a number of exceptions for that, and then there's a number of businesses that are allowed to uh, stay open based upon the need to the community and then based upon the risk of uh, conducting those activities, whether they put people into uh, close proximity with other people and and so forth. And so we had that policy uh, now for a couple weeks now and that's worked pretty well. We've seen a a decrease in the rate of of growth and uh, that needs to continue for the the foreseeable future in order to uh, limit the spread of this virus. Uh, What the uh, emergency policy group, which is kind of a intergovernmental group If you will, it's kind of a a couple of folks from the commission, somebody from the school board, the sheriff, and then the mayors. Uh, What they did is they imposed a curfew, and I didn't really understand what the curfew was doing. They said from 9 a.m. or 9 p.m. until 5 a.m., you can't uh, leave your home. But then they said that it was going to be interpreted uh, subject to the safer-in-place order, which had all of these exceptions. And then the question was, well, what exceptions are applicable to the curfew um, and what exceptions are not. And if all the exceptions from the safer-at-home order are applicable to the curfew, then what's the purpose of uh, <laughs> placing this curfew in? And the only the only purpose of the, the curfew or the only result of the curfew now is that certain thing, there are certain things you can't do from 9 p.m. until 5 in the morning, and there was a question whether you can go for a jog or walk your dog and, Somebody said that that wasn't essential, and actually that will increase congestion during the daytime hours because if I'm going to go for a jog at 10 or 11 at night, um, maybe it's going to keep me up a little bit, but that's that's my business, I can go then and there's going to be fewer people on the road. Mm-hmm. If I have to now move it up till 4 or 5 or 6 o'clock in the afternoon – then there's going to be more kids and families on on the uh, on the road at that time, and more likely to come close to somebody on the sidewalk, and more likely to transmit the disease. So, I didn't think that uh, that that was uh, that was a good idea to be limiting the times when people can go go out, and therefore increasing the uh, the, the congestion.
8: Mm. You're just listening to the voice of Mike Beltran. He's the state representative Republican from House District 57, represents significantly everything in southeast uh, Hillsborough County. I want you, Mike, to respond to this, and that is we're hearing all this about essential or non-essential. Today, of course, I uh, author and voice an opinion piece every day for all of our platforms here with Salem Radio in Central Florida, And today I I spoke and I was questioning, okay, we got all these people that are cooped up at home. It's important for them to get out and exercise. It's important for them to do certain things. And quite frankly, we're seeing Michigan, Ohio, North Carolina. You know, when people get bottled up for a certain period of time, things start to get a little anxiety steps in and there's essential things that people want to do. For example, for example, uh, I heard that now somewhere or or maybe Costco or Walmart or Sam's anyway, they're talking about the fact, okay, you can come in and buy eggs, bacon and milk. But oh, if you're doing a little painting at your home like maybe repainting uh the wall of the flower bed, you might not be able to go over and get a can of paint in that big box store because Painting your walls is not an essential service. I say it is essential because if you talk to any warden at the state at our state prisons prisons in Rayford or the colonel that runs the jail here, you got to keep people, even though they may be inmates, you got to give them activities. That's why they have libraries and, and work release and everything. Talk a little bit about how it's important to remember the people and there's some essential things to keep us mentally healthy. And that's why I think these restrictions are, are getting a little ridiculous in some spots. What are your thoughts?
2: Well, whatever you're doing, the the, the most important thing is to remember to uh, observe the social distancing, right? Yes. So, so you got to be washing your hands. Uh, if you're going to be in close contact with folks and you have some kind of face covering, you can uh, you can use that. You don't have to use that while you're 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 running. There was a discussion whether you had to wear the face mask when you're running. That's got to be unless you have. Really good cardio, better than mine. Then you're gonna have a problem with that. But look, if you're if you're going to this store, it's not a bad idea to cover your face, stay uh, at least six feet away from other folks. When when I go out with my family, we'll uh, we'll dip off the path into the grass and let another family pass, or another family will let us pass. Um, so make sure you're observing that social distancing. Wash your hands. Don't engage in unnecessary contact. Clean your surfaces if you're. Um, you know, picking up items. when We clean off our items when we come home from the store. If you're picking up items or you're getting takeout, you can put that in the microwave or the oven. Things like that are going to mitigate uh, the spread of the disease. Now, I think folks should limit uh, their outside activity. Since I came back, I finished the, the, the regular legislative session. I came home and I've been out once to go to the store and other than that we stay and stay in fish Hawk, and if we if we go out we just go for a walk which is um, which is lawful um... you know but we most of this is really common sense and uh... you know we we saw the economic impacts uh... long before the uh... the government uh... had any sort of mandatory stay-at-home order right we saw the, we saw right, folks right. weren't going to the restaurants and they uh, weren't going to their offices i 'm a state representative i 'm a practicing attorney i've been working from from my home office for the last um five weeks um, i I could i mean I could use one of those two statuses they're both exemptions to go into the office i didn't think on balance that it was uh that it was necessary I was able to do what I need to do from from my home office if uh you know you do need to go out just observe those uh social distancing. Guidelines. what I wanted to ensure with this curfew is that I want to ensure that we promote respect for the law, right? I want people to follow the law. I've always advised my constituents to follow the law since I was a Boy Scout growing up. They taught us if you disagree with the law, you work to change the law rather than disobey the law. And that's what we were able to do this week, right? We were able to uh, petition our elected uh, officials, the folks who sit on that EPG, and they were able to uh, reverse a policy. Uh, that, that they determined was improvident and and uh, the system worked exactly the, the way it should. In a democracy, you get feedback from the uh, from the citizens, and so I want to ensure that we have uh, policies. And everyone also needs to know that these these um, stay-at-home orders and so forth, they need to be very clear as to what people are supposed to be doing and what they're not supposed to be doing. Uh, because if you're going to have a threat of uh, criminal punishment, that is a fine or incarceration, which is the penalty that these, these orders theoretically carry, uh, then you need to tell people exactly what's prohibited. Otherwise, there's a due process problem. And,
8: uh, uh, All right. All right, Mike, that's a good word this afternoon. And by the way, you're listening to the voice of Mike Beltran. He's a Republican from House District 57 at Southeast Hillsborough County. Mike, thank you for your service to Florida legislature. we got a hard and got to go, but thanks for being part of our show.
2: Thank you for having me. Stay well. God bless
8: you. God bless right. you, my
2: friend. Take care.
8: Now. Bill Bunkley,
12: be right back. There's a virus spreading across the country, but I'm not referring to the one you think. It's a different kind of pandemic. I'm referring to the left's attack on free speech. The attack born on college campuses and now has spread through the media, online, and at your place of work. If you dare think for yourself and say what you believe, the hard left will come to shut you down. But one film is fighting back. No safe spaces. Starring Salem Radio Network's Dennis Prager and comedian Adam Carolla. Netflix won't carry it. Amazon Prime won't carry it. But now... You can watch this important film from the comfort of your home. Go to nosafespaces.com. Learn how you and your family can exercise your First Amendment rights and express the principles, values, and ideas you hold dear. Go to nosafespaces.com now. That's no Nosafespaces.com.
8: Hey, it's Mike Gallagher here. Things being what they are, you might have more spare time than you're used to. Keep busy by attacking that honey-do list, including having Auto Glass America replace your cracked windshield. Auto Glass America comes to you, keeping you safe. And with comprehensive insurance, you'll not only get a new windshield, you'll get up to $100 cash back. If you're a snowbird, it's connected to Florida Insurance, so you won't get this deal up north. I'm a customer. I love Auto Glass America. Call 813-96-GLASS. 813-96-GLASS or
15: AutoglassAmerica.com. As a business owner, you're in a difficult position today. Stay-at-home regulations, social distancing, and in some cases, extreme limitations on our individual liberties have caused small and medium businesses to question whether marketing during this time is the right thing to do. You are asking a lot of questions, and you're getting few, if any, answers. Salem Surround is here to help business owners during these challenging times. We're sponsoring free webinars April 22nd and 24th, featuring nationally known marketing, and advertising experts, Borrell and Associates, named in the top 2% of worldwide consultants by Gerson Lehrman Group. They'll discuss how to manage marketing in times of crisis and examples of how some businesses actually thrive in difficult times. Attend virtually to hear some factual data on what you can do to keep your business top of mind, relevant, and vital to customers today. Two free seminars are offered each day, April 22nd or 24th, and limited space is available. For times and to sign up, go to SalemSurround.com. SalemSurround.com.
17: Vehicle accidents are stressful enough. You don't need someone showing up at the scene trying to pressure you into letting them tow away your vehicle. Call your roadside assistance provider or insurance company for towing company suggestions or consult with police on the scene. And always have the price and terms in writing before you let them hook it up. If you suspect fraud, call us at one 800 L N I C B nicb or visit www.nicb.org. A public service message from the National Insurance Crime Bureau.
6: Bible Line with Pastor Ralph Yankee Arnold. In the book of 1 Peter in chapter 4, it says that uh, we have a place reserved for us in heaven. The fate is not away. Eternal in the heavens, we got a place. So I already know I'm going to heaven. But uh, one of the greatest things you can do is that if you have trusted Christ as your Savior, Let your loved ones know it. Bible Line, weekday mornings at 10 on Faith Talk
1: 570 WTBN, online at letstalkfaith.com.
8: hey we're back bill bunkley the bill bunkley show 22 million jobs vanish in a month What unbelievable headlines. You know, I'm looking at Drudge. Let me just share some of this. Let me share many of the things that I don't share with you in a given day. Here's some headlines. U.S. deaths set another single-day record. Beautifully low, Trump calls on governors to reopen on May the 1st. Phase Approach Unveiled, Shutdown Backlash Coming with Vengeance, Protesters Gather to Defy Stay-at-Home Orders, You Have to Disobey, Michigan residents Sue Whitmer Over Lockdown, These are all headlines by the way on Drudge, We Will Not Comply, Virginia protesters outraged. Ford testing buzzing wristbands to keep workers apart. (laughs) I just think all these civil liberties. Anyway, Pentagon chief addresses origin theories likely natural. Professional gamblers in Nevada now able to collect unemployment. Crisis accelerating depletion of Social Security fund. There's no fund anyway. They've already robbed the fund for decades and used it for our regular budget. Bailout checks. What's happening? Bailout checks go to the dead. Money sent to wrong accounts. Trump ways paying drillers to leave oil in the ground. President's claims collapse when met by limits on powers. Facebook to warn users who like hoaxes. If you like a hoax, you're going to get a warning. Smartphone test. Apps would listen to your cough. Musical intelligence sleuths tracked, warned warned of the new virus. Which deaths count? Depends on the state. A tip leads police to 17 bodies at New Jersey Nursing Home. One in seven New Yorkers may be infected. Mitigation could render vaccine efforts useless. Oh, excuse me, strike that. That didn't make sense when I read it. Mutation. Mutation could render vaccine efforts useless. UV light may protect. Alcohol could heighten risk. Supermarkets adjust. Meat sections as supplies are cut. Police Thy Neighbor, Virus Fuels Fears of Quarantine Shaming. You can see a sick map if you want to. Here's the real big headlines. Airline Tests Blood Before Fly. Immunity Passports. New York State's Shut Until May 15th. Wall Street to Trump? Keep it closed. Now let me ask you a question. That was a little bit of an exercise. Are you rightly depressed yet? (laughs) Are you rightly in a now panic attack or an anxiety attack? That is an example and by the way, most I want to just—I'm not trying to beat up on Drudge because oftentimes they'll take the headline from the article of whoever edited whatever was posted. But uh, if you were to just take a look at those headlines I just shared with you and thought about them as you read them, you would think, "Man, it, this must be all over. We're we're, we're done." That's why we tell. Over and over again that uh, you need to be informed, but please don't live in this stuff 24-7. It's not healthy. It's not good. It's not necessary, and you know why? You need to be informed, but you cannot get all worked up about something you can't control. A good example, though, was... Representative Beltran pointed out that people didn't like the curfew. Many people expressed their opinions, some very inappropriately, but nonetheless, the elected members of that body listened, and they reversed course. And oh, by the way, real quickly, one thing that I didn't get a chance to ask the representative to talk about was nobody other than the two commissioners were really representing all the residents of you in South East Hillsborough County. And I want you to know that was very important to your state representative, Mike Beltran. And we didn't get a chance to get to it. Time ran out. I'm Bill Bunkley. I'll be over on our Faith Talk stations. Hey, come join us for the 5:30 prayer and discussion. Be right back.
16: Coronavirus is devastating our economy, leaving working men and women at huge risk. But you prepared, kept your insurance premiums paid up, and made sure you were covered. Don't let the insurance company keep you from getting everything you're entitled to. Go to FileAcclaimToday.com and let them act on your behalf. Business, home, building, wind, rain, fire, or flood, theft, vandalism, or act of God. You deserve what you've paid for. File a claim Today. Toll free at 833-411-File or at FileAcclaimToday.com.
1: Faith Talk 570 WTBN, Pinellas Park. Online at letstalkfaith.com, a service of the Salem Media Group.
19: With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. The Senate has adjourned without agreeing to a deal over funding of small businesses during the coronavirus pandemic. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell accused Democrats of obstructing the funding.
6: Five million more Americans lost their jobs just last week. That makes 20 million layoffs in just one month. Americans need Democrats to stop blocking emergency paycheck money and let this
19: job-saving program reopen. McConnell says the $250 billion is needed since the Paycheck Protection Program, passed as part of the $2.2 trillion CARES Act, was so popular it's already run out of funds and has been temporarily shut down. Democrats seek a guarantee that half the money is targeted to companies owned by women and minorities They also want to add in $100 billion for hospitals, $150 billion for states, and a boost in food assistance funding. Again, more than 5 million Americans filed for unemployment last month as the coronavirus claimed more jobs. 5.2
17: million more Americans went on unemployment last week as the coronavirus claims more jobs. Some industries were hit hard early on. Hotels, restaurants, retail stores. Now the coronavirus outbreak is killing a broader array of jobs. Software programmers, salespeople, and legal assistants are being laid off. 68-year-old Fern Weinbaum was furloughed last month from her job as a legal secretary in Manhattan. Weinbaum still hasn't received her unemployment benefits, which she says she's counting on to help pay her monthly rent of $1,100. I'm Rita Foley.
19: Brian Dennehy, the burly actor who starred in films as a macho heavy and later won plaudits for his stage work in plays by Shakespeare, Chekhov, Eugene O'Neill, and Arthur Miller has died of natural causes in New Haven, Connecticut. Dennehy was 81. On Wall Street, the dot by 33 points, the NASDAQ rose 139. This is SRN News.
13: Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans and Rocket Mortgage. During the challenging times we're all experiencing... Our top priority is the health and safety of the communities we serve. And while it's true that things are changing rapidly every day, one thing that'll never change is our commitment to giving you the best mortgage experience. At Rocket Mortgage, our guiding philosophy of every client, every time, no exceptions, no excuses, exists for times like right now. We understand that hardships may arise, and we're prepared to help. If you currently work with us and need assistance with your mortgage, contact us 24-7 at rocketmortgage.com. As we all think about ways to save money, let me remind you that mortgage rates are near historic lows. If you think right now is the right time to refinance your mortgage, our home loan experts are available to help you 24 hours a day, seven days a week at rocketmortgage.com.
1: Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. licensed in all 50 states. and NMLSconsumeraccess.org,
19: number 33. With millions of American kids out of school early because of the coronavirus, Save the Children is stepping up. This
17: could be the longest summer of kids' lives. We already know that in an ordinary, in ordinary times, kids can lose two to three months of reading and math skills.
19: Spokesman Betsy Zorio says their website has lots of tips to help parents get through setting up
17: a schedule for their children, uh, having some fun educational activities that don't uh, feel quite as um, academic, maybe, but that are making sure that brain building process is continuing.
19: She encourages moms and dads to visit Save the A Mississippi mayor says people may attend drive in church services during the virus outbreak, but they must keep their windows up. Greenville Mayor Eric Simmons made his announcement as the city faces two lawsuits and pushback from the U.S. Attorney General. Greenville enacted a local order April 7th that said all churches in the city would be closed for in-person and drive-in services. This is SRN News. There's a lot going on right now, and broadcasters are on the ground.
0: Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns. And that someone is us. We are free radio. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station.
3: Travel Cats travel experts announce brand new stay and play golf vacations at Sandals all-inclusive resorts. Play any of six prestigious courses across the Caribbean with complimentary green fees and transfers including the greg norman signature course at emerald bay or journey to ireland and play on the emerald isle call travel cats to design your golf getaway 352-277-7300 Travelcats.com. that's travel k-a-t-z.com faith talk 570 w-t-b-n
1: online at letstalkfaith.com a service of the salem media group
0: the president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. Here's Bill Bunkley.
8: Welcome back. Hour number three the Bill Bunkley Show. We are honored to have you with us. We'll be taking you to Tallahassee in just a moment or two as the governor has uh, just begun his uh, daily press conference, and we want to get that to you. Want to just let you know, bottom of the hour, we want you to join us for our daily prayer have a little bit of a program adjustment. Our pastor who was scheduled to be with us, and that was Pastor uh, Lennox Zamore with the exciting Central Tampa Baptist Church. He has been detained, and I'm excited because uh, we're going to have Walt Robbins. Uh, with the ministry there at Next Level Church in Lithia. He's going to be sharing today and uh, giving us a word, praying for us. Plus, they have a food drive that's going to be happening uh, uh, coming up on April the 18th. And so, uh, especially for the folks there in Lithia, we'll get you up to date with that. Now, without further ado, let's go to, let me tell you, it looks like he's in the, today the governor seems like he's set up in the old capital. And he's in the old Senate room or the House, the, the old Senate chamber or the House chamber uh, for what it looks to me from the backdrop. But let's listen in.
18: Uh, it's, a, it's a top priority of the state of Florida. And so he understands those marching orders and he's working hard with the staff there. And they are now. And yes, with that echo,
8: he's right? definitely exactly where I thought he was.
18: And I think we need to do that um, given given the circumstances. If you look around the state of Florida, I've been talking with a number of folks uh, in various parts of the state with hospitals who are working there. And I think the the numbers have been pretty uh, pretty stable for Florida. Uh, Statewide, we've got about 43% of the beds in Florida are available. ICU beds, just under 40%. And in Miami-Dade, uh, which has by far our most cases, you got about 42% of the hospital beds available and 40% of the adult ICU beds available. Most of them feel um, you know, that they've seen this kind of plateau in terms of what's going on uh, in the hospitals. Most of them feel confident that they're gonna be able uh, to meet the needs going forward. And so we're looking at things like can we start having some of these quote, elective surgeries resume? There were some things in the president's guidance that I just got that he's going to be announcing at six about that. Uh, but it does raise the, the, the larger question of what does phase two look like here in the state of Florida? We had a great call with the president and all the governors uh, a couple hours ago uh, talking about you know how CDC envisions this, what their recommendations would be, and so we're internalizing that. I obviously have a task force that we've created. We're going to have the, the first meeting tomorrow, and um, you know, you know, we need to we need to be ready to to, to get back to work. Um, there's going to be a lot that goes into this, I and mean, you're talking about different segments of the economy different measures for protection, uh, but I think that we're gonna be able to come up with a thoughtful approach that will um, you know, allow folks to get back to work and, and hopefully mitigate um, some of the economic damage uh, that's been done. Uh, so that will be something we're gonna be working on round the clock mm-hmm. for the next uh, few days, and hopefully we'll um, you know, have a plan very soon on that. For the latest updates on our effort to fight COVID-19, please text FLCOVID19 to 888-777. Again, FL COVID-19 to 888-777. I wanna let Secretary Satter come up and say a few words, and we'll both be ready to take some questions. John?
21: Thank you, Governor. About 24 hours ago, the governor called me, maybe 26 hours ago, and asked me to uh, be some boots on the ground and help with the uh, unemployment issues at the, D- the Department of Economic Opportunity. Uh, the mandate was singular focus, and that is to get eligible Floridians paid their unemployment benefits. So, uh, we have, uh, the, the governor has given us authority to rally all state resources. We have thousands of state employees uh, assisting in the effort, processing the paper applications that have arrived. We're constantly making software upgrades. Technology, as you know, is a complicated enterprise, but we're making those efforts every day. And most importantly, the governors allowed us to cut through the bureaucracy and red tape that government is uh, so frequently uh, a part of. And I applaud the uh, executive order that you've issued today and want to thank you for helping us streamline the process to get Floridians paid.
18: Great. All right. Um, uh, John may have the exact number. I could say it's an unprecedented amount of claims. Um, and, you know, we're, his, his, uh, his charge is to process those as quickly as possible. Um, you know, prior to this, if you applied in January, I mean, this is a cumbersome process. It would take uh, several weeks. Uh, but, you know, when the unemployment rate's 3%, it's a little bit different uh, than what we have now. So I've told him, you know, all roadblocks removed, let's get it done. Obviously, this interface is with federal databases when you're talking about social security number, all this other stuff. Um, and so that's just things that have to be, have to be worked through. Uh, but, but my charge to him is, is, is work through it uh, and do it 24 seven so that we can get the checks out. Jared is, uh, he is preparing uh, different plans for hurricanes, and we're, uh, <laughs> obviously, we, we hope that we get spared, but we're, we're preparing that we, that we don't, and so, so he's working on all kinds of contingency arrangements. You know, it will be uh, an issue if this, is, depending on how this virus, how prevalent it is during hurricane season, um, and so, so we'll, we'll have to be ready for it. Look, if you're getting 100 claims a day like we were, um, that stuff can be worked through. I mean, they had a staff. Actually, I remember uh, Lawson coming and telling me they, they didn't have, an, they had too many people because there just weren't a lot of jobless claims being filed. Uh, this is an emergency situation. I hope that this is not a situation that is enduring for, for a long time. Uh, I think from the president on down, people you know, want to get over this hump get people back to work. It's not going to be 100% like it was prior, but we got to get on that road uh, to recovery. And so hopefully we'll be able to do it. But with my emergency authority, I've I've waived uh, pretty much everything I could waive. This one, I didn't think I needed to do an executive order for it because the, the uh, Labor Department has said this can be waived. The agency didn't do it so i had to force their hand uh to do it and i think that that'll make things move a little bit smoother so there's a whole bunch of different things we've done normally when you uh, before you can even apply you know there's a time period so we waive that uh so at least people were able to apply immediately um but yeah i mean obviously it was a those rules were put in in a different circumstance than right now yes sir I mean, I, you, you could talk to the legislator about it. I mean, it, I don't know that it's a, a legislative fix. I mean, I think they're, the, the system, they're working through the system. I think it's more of a technical. Uh, there's more technical issues that, are, that need to be worked through. If those technical issues were solved, um, then you'd be able to, to move it quicker. And they have actually have done some things, which I really appreciate, and, and hopefully they can do more. Um, I'm not sure what legislating... I mean, look, this is, we need to do this now. I mean, what are you going to do, come up and debate and then pass a bill that's effective in, J- in July? Like, like, this is something that, that he has the charge, John has the charge of 24-7. Right now, time is of the essence uh, to be able to do this. And I've repeated that time and time again, and that's, uh, that's the way we're approaching it. this is for the federal or the state the 50 million
8: yeah let me hop in here the room that they are using this afternoon is from the old capitol And there is no carpet anywhere. You're in a pretty big cavernous room with uh, maybe 20-foot ceilings. Uh, I know when I take groups in there, every time folks come up, uh, it is nothing but an echo chamber. And obviously, we are challenged by hearing the actual questions of the reporters. We apologize for that, but uh, we'll try and continue to listen to the governor's response and kind of work it backwards as to what the question was. And
18: do that. I mean, that was a lot of money, but at the same time, for the number of small businesses that were affected. It's like, I mean, we have millions and millions and millions of small businesses around the country. And you look at it, I mean, like law firms were getting the money. You know, they're working from home. I mean, like, you know, it's like, it really should have been more geared towards, um, you know, kind of the the bread and butter small businesses, the businesses that weren't able to operate uh, due to some of the restrictions. I'm not sure they're looking into it, and, um, you know, I uh, will we'll hear from Secretary Inch about it. So, so I'm just not sure uh, what went on there. Um, but i have also looked at, you know, you've seen releases around the state. There was the one terrible case in central, west-central Florida where this guy committed a murder after he was released. Very, very dangerous. And, um, uh, you know, we've got to always put the public safety first. Do you, do you have the numbers? I
21: think there are there are a number of claims that are outstanding uh, that as a result of the action that the governor took today, we'll be able to expedite processing, and I think it's in the neighborhood of 80-plus thousand. Okay.
18: There's a lot more that they're trying to process than just than just 80,000. I mean, that's just a… But that's a, just a uh,
21: backlog that was requiring people to come back and recertify. So the governor's action today is going to get money out of the street almost immediately
8: they're talking yeah, they about the plan. applications, okay, applications the for unemployment the
18: yeah we're waiting on the budget just because we need to see you know what we're looking at obviously from the health perspective you know we watch the numbers every day um clearly if you remember if you go back a month what people were saying was that all our hospitals would be broken that there would be you know, tens of thousands of fatalities and everything, uh, you know, we've avoided that. And, and part of that is because people Florida did a great job, we got great doctors, nurses, uh, had a good plan. Uh, we work very quickly and early on these nursing homes, assisted living facilities, um, and I think we've done a better job um, than some other states. There's a lot that goes into that. We're doing more, because you gotta figure out how to stop an asymptomatic staff member. But in all the discussions I have with these hospitals, you know that's the concern. They feel good about like this stable, this being more stable in the community. Uh, but if you have one outbreak in an assisted living facility or nursing home, it's a big problem. So they're working on, on deploying testing. Obviously, we have teams, Department of Health, National Guard. Uh, but that really, I think, is going to be the number one thing to be able to, um, uh, to to be able to mitigate the damage from this virus. All right, Bill
8: Bunkley here. You've been listening to the live press conference with Governor Ron DeSantis. A little challenge today because they're in a much bigger room, which allows the press to hopefully do social distancing. But it's a room that served back in the 1800s, and it's an echo chamber. More of the Bill Bunkley show coming up in a minute. I'll be right back.
14: Hey, this is Bill Carl. I'm concerned for my family's health and for yours too, and so is Moss Nissan. And right now, if you've purchased a vehicle from Moss Nissan, now's a great time to refresh the antimicrobial treatment included with Moss Care. It's just another benefit of Moss Care, included with the purchase of every new and pre-owned vehicle in Moss Nissan. And this treatment is designed to destroy viruses, germs, and bacteria on all interior surfaces. And right now, the second application is free. So get into Moss Nissan and get that vehicle sanitized. And when you come to any Moss dealership, you can rest assured that their facilities have been scrubbed from stem to stern, keeping you and your family's health in mind. Also, know that if you're active military, a veteran, first responder, if you're a pastor or church worker, you're eligible for the You Serve, You Save program, including 15% off when you have your vehicle serviced at Moss Nissan. Visit Moss Nissan today, Newport Ritchie, North Tampa, Crystal River and at mossnissan.com. If you're a pastor or you love your pastor, don't miss No One to Tell with Dr. Andy McDaniel.
21: And we don't want to let them down. Not having an answer is a pressure all by itself because we're struggling with the idea of not being able to answer their question, and we feel that expectation. It is not always as easy
14: as quoting a scripture. No One to Tell with Dr. Andy McDaniel. Sunday afternoons at 2 on Faith Talk, 570-910 and online at letstalkfaith.com.
7: Connecting you with new customers.
8: Welcome back. Bill Bunkley here. How about a quick little history lesson before we go back to the state capitol? They have been conducting the daily press conferences of our governor, Ron DeSantis, in different places. Of course, he's been on location uh, to some of the testing sites throughout the state of Florida. Even in Tallahassee, he has conducted it in his ceremonial office at the capitol. He has conducted it in the uh, where the um, cabinet meets, which is in the basement of the of the Capitol. Uh, and uh, today, if you've been to the state Capitol, you know that the old Capitol, the original Capitol, is right next to the current functioning Capitol. The old Capitol is now uh, used for a museum. Both chambers. The Senate chamber and the House chambers have been uh, restored. And so you have these rooms with very high ceilings and no carpet. And it gives you an idea that back when you had to keep the windows open in the 1800s and it's hot and everybody needed to be heard, you can imagine that if you're just sitting down talking uh, and debating, you don't have to have a sound system. Well, they're using a sound system for the governor. The press, unfortunately, is, is is all spread out in the echo chamber, and we apologize. We're doing the best we can, but we'll I'll try and help you understand the question if it's not self-explanatory when the governor responds. Got a few more minutes before we take a break and hear from uh, uh, our good friend at the Next Level Church in Lithia, uh, Walt Robbins, Uh, He's going to be sharing today, so let's go back and listen in just a tad bit more. They're supposed
18: to turn it around a certain amount of time. Some of these things get sent, and people don't get the results back for for five days. Um, Obviously, if we're using this to make sure workforces are safe, uh, make sure other folks who who may be uh, at risk are safe, if you're going to do a lab, a PCR test in a lab, we need to get that back pretty quickly. Um, It's not going to be an hour. But if you test in the morning, and it comes back the next morning, then I think that people will be able to to roll with that. So so that's gonna be really important as well. We're already working on how can we beef up the capacity in the state labs. I mean, we have the ability to do PCR testing, but if you look, I mean, it's like, you you can only do so many tests through those labs. I mean, there's limited manpower, limited. You know, I've told the Surgeon General, I'd like to see us be able to really expand that, uh, because we have Jacksonville, Tampa, and Miami If you're able to do multiple thousands in those labs, that would be a big deal. We're also looking at some other labs in Florida that think they may have really good capacity to be able to do testing, and I just think the ability to have have quick results, obviously we'd love to have an instant test for everybody, but Abbott is producing a lot of those, but they're producing 50,000 a day in a country of 330 million, and they're probably selling some overseas as well. So you just do the math on that, you know, that's not going to be available for every single person in May. I think it will continue to be to the hospitals, and they're starting to use it. It's been great, and they've saved uh, they save resources by doing it. It's a really, really good thing, and and there's a Cepheid test, which is 45 minutes, which I talked to some of the hospitals today are using. So there's a lot of good stuff coming online, but if we can really leverage that lab capacity with the PCR-based testing, uh, that will give us a, a big, big deal. So I think what you'll see, and we're working on yeah, we've done all these test centers, drive-through centers, and some people, are, and some of them aren't getting as much traffic, which is a good thing because that means fewer people are symptomatic. But um, we actually may have more test centers uh, in phase two uh, because it's going to be partially diagnostic but partially it may be um, uh, prophylactic in terms of maybe randomly having people go through just to see if we can detect. Uh, COVID-19 spreading anywhere in these communities, but I think so. There's a whole bunch of stuff that we're going to have to work through, but I do think that folks, um, you know, they they want want us to do it right. Uh, They want us to be safe, Uh, but I think they do want us to, you know, to have a a clear path forward. So that's what we're working on. Got a lot of great ideas, and uh, I'll talk to those folks tomorrow. I'm going to be down in Broward for for some of this stuff, Uh, but then hopefully as we get into next week, you know, I'll be able to present Um, you know, our plan uh, moving forward. So I look forward to doing that. Thank you.
8: All right, that was uh, Governor Ron DeSantis wrapping up uh, his press conference this afternoon. Obviously, the big fear seems to be passing. The fear that we would not have enough tests. The fear that we would not have enough hospital beds. The fear that our ICUs would be overutilized in short supply. The fear that we may not even have uh, ventilators. Well, as you heard today, the governor, um, he's now talking about more test sites in uh, phase two, but it isn't test sites because we're overrun with people who have the virus. No, they are test sites so that they can determine through people who haven't had any symptoms, um, whether they um, have been exposed to the coronavirus or not. And uh, so this is what we call um, uh, more of the um, general testing. As we do more general testing, there's two things that we need to learn. And that is, number one, uh, how many people had COVID-19? And then, of those that had COVID-19, we need to have them complete a questionnaire. Did you ever know you had symptoms? What symptoms did you have? How long did it take? And so now that we were getting a little breathing room, this is all important because we've got to come up with a virus. Uh, we've got to come up with. We're never going to really get back to get back until we have it. Come up with the virus. Come up with a vaccine. We've got to come up with a vaccine. And so I'm encouraged that we're going to start doing some proactive uh, diagnosis. Uh, And I'm going to tell you, I am very much wanting to have the blood test to find out if I have the COVID-19 antibodies in me. Because I was sick for those eight weeks. So um, I'm going to be very interested to um, one day find out uh, uh, if that was the case. The other, the fact that if I did have it and it was a struggle, I stayed on the air most of the time, but uh, I can tell you I was hitting the cough button like it was no tomorrow. Some of you who have been with me through that period earlier this year, you know exactly what that's all about. But I would be interested to know if I had it and my you know, immune system being somewhat uh, you know, uh, in a vulnerable state, if it was able to fight it off anyway. And then, of course, if I didn't have it, I know I've got to continue to be vigilant. But, you know, if I did have it and I got rid of it and the antibodies, then I can be a lot more relaxed about me going somewhere and picking it up. And that same question is for each and every one of you. And then as we compile all that data, we'll see where we're at. But the big question as we go out is... What is the Lord up to? Well, I tell you what, the Lord's got a lot of ministries. I challenge you to find your ministry today, and we're going to be talking about a ministry, the Next Level Church, and they are impacting the folks in Lithia. Need your help for this Saturday. I will have uh, Walt Robbins from Next Level Church in Lithia in a moment. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
19: With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. New White House guidelines outline a phased approach to restoring normal commerce and services, but only for places with strong testing and seeing a decrease in COVID 19 cases. President Trump unveiled his administration's plan to ease social distancing requirements on a call Thursday with the nation's governors. The new guidelines are aimed at clearing the way for an easing of restrictions in areas with low transmission of the coronavirus while keeping them in place in harder hit places. Places with declining infections and strong testing will begin a three-phase gradual reopening of businesses and schools, with each phase lasting at least 14 days. Meanwhile, seven Midwestern governors announced Thursday that they will coordinate on reopening their state economies after similar packs were made earlier this week in the Northeast and on the West Coast. On Wall Street, the Dow up by 33 points. The Nasdaq rose 139. SRN News. It's easy and profitable to be kind to others
14: when you enter the kindness challenge each day for 30 days we'll post a new act of kindness that you can do for others on may 2nd you could win $5,000 and a deserving organization will also receive $5,000 in your name you can make a difference in others lives when you enter the kindness challenge take the kindness challenge at letstalkfaith.com brought to you by Word of Life Bible Institute and Faith Talk, 570 and 910.
16: Cornerstone Pros. You don't allow just anyone into your home, and Cornerstone Pros doesn't let just anyone join their team. Cornerstone Pros technicians are the best of the best. Background checked, drug tested, and professionally trained to certify skills and dependability. Servicing air conditioners, plumbing, electrical, and generators, call 813-291-0522. For service
3: like it ought to be fair the
1: Cornerstone Bible Line with Pastor Ralph Yankee Arnold They
6: don't know the sun. They don't know the truth of the gospel, how to be saved. They don't know God loves them. So God manifested it to us. But where does it say in the Bible that God have commanded the light to shine out of darkness?
1: Bible Line weekday mornings at 10 on faith talk 570 wtbn online at letstalkfaith.com
6: wow how the world has changed in just a few short weeks if there is one thing covid19 has taught us is good hygiene wash your hands more often and wipe down frequently touched surfaces unfortunately we also face another problem that has been around us since well time itself rodents g'day i'm scott from plug-in test free Rodents usually carry diseases with them we do not want around us. Treating the problem the old fashioned way with baits and traps only causes the problem to continue. Baits invite rodents in when you really should be trying to keep them out. So, how do we keep them out? With Plug In Pest Free, an electromagnetic device that utilizes the electrical wiring in your home to set up a no go zone. Now, that's fair income. Look us up today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code PEST20 for 20% off. That's go promo code PEST20. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget. Take Faith
14: Talk, AM570 and 910 with you wherever you go. Using our mobile app, Let's TalkFaith.com, Alexa, tune in, iHeart, and at radio.com
8: And we're back, Bill Bunkley here with the Bill Bunkley Show, most important moment of the day. And that's when we are going to hear from one of our local Christian faith leaders, and he's going to be sharing a little bit today and praying for our community. I want to let you know we had a programming note that uh, joining us right now is uh, Walt Robbins, uh, one of the pastor corps out at Next Level Church in Lithia, and we are excited that they are here with us today. And um, he has been with the church for years and years and years. Both he and his family are just uh, uh, just uh, folks that make a real difference here in our committee, our committee, in our community. And Walt Robbins, good to have you with us today. Hey, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate the opportunity. Well, you and your church, like all the other churches, have had to experience some real changes. And uh, even today, whether you can take a walk, not take a walk, whether you should meet, not meet. Tell us a little bit about uh, uh, your staff and your praying and your plans and how this has affected your ministry.
22: Yeah, so I, I'm sure a lot of the churches that you've been talking with have made the adjustment to um, experimenting and, and testing the waters of church online, which which is what we started doing Um, You know, as soon as everything started going down, and the thing with us is we have we have ten locations, so we're not just in Florida. We're in New England. We're we're all over, and so um, we ended up starting church online a few weeks before uh, COVID even started, and so we had some opportunity just by just by you know God's divine work to um, start church online, and then all this went down, and so we've been doing all of our uh, Sunday morning experiences. Um, online, and we've actually been seeing some amazing results because of this. We, we uh, just just got out of Easter weekend and um, had, had about 15,000 people from all over the world watching online, and we're reaching people that we, we wouldn't have been able to reach if we weren't focused on this platform right now, this opportunity. Um, since, since COVID started and we went to church online, we've seen over 200 people give their life to Christ in in our online experiences and you know those are people that are getting followed up with by our online campus pastor and um getting bible and and and, and getting plugged into their next steps it's not just somebody that just said you know i want to know christ is somebody that, that is now getting followed up with and if they're in a community where you know there might not be a next level church you know we're trying to get them plugged into a, a good local church in their community and so we're seeing a lot of great opportunities with making this shift di- digitally. You know, obviously all of our our staff meetings are digital. Our, our midweek groups are digital. Our discipleship classes are digital. But believe it or not, it's been an amazing opportunity for us.
8: I want to ask you a question. By the way, we're talking with Walt Robbins with Next Level Church in Lithia. We want to tell you about an important uh, food drive that's coming up uh, on April the 18th. But when we look at the original coming together of the church, shortly after Jesus had his holy week, he ascended into heaven. And, uh, you know, the early congregants, just like many today, they were not the rich people in Jerusalem. They were not the political leaders in Jerusalem. In fact, they were people who probably we would call today that were more in the, the blue collar, in other words, the, the folks that did support work to the entire culture there. And, you know, things were tight. And they came together, and if they were part of that church body in that local church gathering, um, you know, if somebody needed help, they knew to give them help. We, we know of yeah. Barnabas. Barnabas was a, a, a pretty well-to-do uh, landowner. He sold his land, made all those resources available for the church family. Here it is yeah. in 2020, that we have, uh, and all of us are there. All the sophistication with the phones, to this, to that, and now we can all we can all stream. But what are we doing? We've gotten back to the roots of the first century fellowship, and that is when people in our churches are telling us of the needs, and and they have a lack of needs, not because they acted bad. Uh, inappropriately, they've just been caught by this. It's amazing for us to relearn the lessons of the church helping the church. Talk about that. Yeah, I've
22: actually been so encouraged by exactly what you're saying. And one of the things that we've been doing as campus pastors for all of our locations is any we, we ran a report, and anybody who ever attended, even if it was one time and filled out a Connect card and ha- gave their cell phone number, we're personally calling them and just and just letting them know hey you know we are here for you we are we're here to serve you we're praying for you we want to encourage you and then we ask what what do you need and i've been so encouraged by the response that i'm getting because a lot of people are saying you know i'm holding up i'm doing well you know i'm adjusting but i have this that i can offer i've got extra toilet paper i've got extra food you know i've got these resources i'd love to help out and so and so even though i'm calling as the pastor you know saying hey how can i help meet your needs i have more people asking me hey what are the needs of the church how can we meet it how can we help our community do you know anybody that's struggling financially do you see anybody in the church that's hurting and so i've been actually super encouraged by that that just the the rallying cry that our church has, 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 has come together behind is just so encouraging.
8: Mm. I want to ask you about uh, what's happening this Saturday, April the 18th, and that is yeah. uh, from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., the Next Level Church there in Lithia is going to be hosting a drive-up food drop-off. Tell us uh, about some of the things that you need, and uh, between 10 and 1, where is that drop-off in Lithia? Yeah, so we are collecting any non-perishable food items,
22: canned goods, um, for the ECHO organization. They, they have a few locations in uh, Riverview and Brandon. And we're doing at our, at our location, which is 10540 Browning Road in Lithia. And we're opening up our parking lot. It's going to be safe. There's only going to be a couple volunteers there with masks and gloves. And people can literally just drive up and drop off their food donation for ECHO and we'll collect that amount of food for that three-hour period, and then we'll bring it to ECHO. Uh, I just talked to them again today, and and they're they're overwhelmed with the amount of need in the community, so they are so thankful for everything that gets donated and comes in, and so this was just our way to come behind them and support what they're doing, because they're going to do a better job getting it into the hands of those in need in our community, and so we're partnering with them and just saying, all right, we'll collect as much as we can, and we'll bring it to you. And, and for however long we have to do that, this is just the the first step in us supporting them through this process.
8: Well, let me give you some surprise, surprises. Let me give you some suggestions. It's been a long day. So just suggestions if you're listening in this afternoon. Here are some items that you might want to collect if you can drop them off there in Lithia this coming Saturday, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. at 10540 Browning Road in Lithia, That's 10,540 Browning Road in Lithia. Uh, Canned uh, pineapples, uh, pears. This is all canned goods, by the way. Uh, Applesauce, canned corn, tomatoes, carrots, soups, broth, spices, uh, dried herbs, uh, either brown or white rice, cereals, uh, some pastas, uh, canned beans, canned tuna, uh, chicken. How about the old staple peanut butter? All of that is uh, stuff that you can bring, and it's going to make a big difference. Now, let me give you their website just to also have another place of reference. Go to nextlevelchurch forward slash food dash drive. Don't forget the dash. Let's say it again. You go first to nextlevel.church forward slash food dash drive. And, of course, that's on the Internet there, and uh, not only about the food drive, but if you want to follow up more about the ministry and how you can plug in and uh, be a part of that, all of that is there at that website. Now, when we talk about uh, the outreach there of Next Level Church and uh, what a terrific um, campaign you have going with making all of those telephone calls, have uh, you or, or your lead pastor, Joshua, uh, Gagnon, have you have you talked about what your church is going to look like a month from now, two months from now? Do you think that maybe even the paradigm you were using before might be changed forever? Yeah, you know, that's definitely one of the topics of discussion right
22: now, not just amongst our leadership, but in, in so many different churches that we're networked with, is, you know, what is it going to look like, you know, six months, a year from now? And I don't think anybody has the answer right now, but I do think that it's great that we're all open-minded to the fact that God is doing something new, and he is creating new opportunities, and we recognize as, as leaders that people's hearts are going to be more open to the gospel through this than they ever have before, and so we know that the opportunity is, is going to be there, and so, and so we don't know exactly what it's going to look like. You know, we're going to have to adapt you know, as, as we get deeper into this thing, but uh, we know God's going to lead us and we're going to continue to see great things. You know, we're, we're really big on making sure that, you know, we're, we're offering hope to not just those that go to next level church, but hope to those that, that are in our communities. And, you know, our, our lead pastor, that's, that's his big vibe is, is in the middle of what we're facing in the middle of having to adjust to you know having to teach your kids in home and work from home and and a lot of stuff shut down and 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 losing our 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 finances you know there is hope there is hope and and this is not the end in fact he actually just even wrote a book about it called it's not over and it it had nothing to do with what's going on now but it's the perfect uh, message for anybody who might be struggling with discouragement right now. I know it can be tough, you know, sitting in your house. I know it can be tough, you know, trying to adjust to all this. But we truly believe that the, the best is ahead. We're going to get through this stronger than we ever have, and we're going we're gonna to see God do some great things.
8: Yeah, I was thinking about that, um, uh, Walt, and that was because, uh, as you know, Pastor was in, and uh, we did a segment on my show a couple of months ago, Uh, talking about his book. It's not over. It's a book about, well, leaving uh, behind disappointment. And, uh, you know, the important thing, as I've been sharing with my audience, is uh, don't stop dreaming. And uh, in the book, he talks about learning to dream again. Now, obviously, there were no reference to COVID-19 at the time that he wrote the book and published the book. Uh, But the the applications and the, the foundational challenges are all the same. And so, uh, that's got to be a great encouragement uh, as well. Now, what we're going to do is, uh, in a moment, we've got to take a commercial break, but we don't have quite enough time that uh, uh, I believe is necessary to give uh, uh, Walt Robbins a chance to pray for our community and to lead us in prayer. Let me remind you again, if, uh, especially if you're in Lithia, but if you want to find out about the, the church, the Next Level Church, you can go to nextlevel.church. That's nextlevel.church. And, again, if you want to uh, drill down a little bit more on the food drive without clicking the link, you can add forward slash food dash drive. That's forward slash food dash drive. And I want to remind you, if you're in the Liffey area, if um, you're listening to this broadcast and you're thinking about, uh, boy, I I think I want to accept Jesus, I would tell you, ask you to accept him right now. Accept him Mm -hmm. as Lord and Savior if you are kind of that prodigal time to come home right now but i also want to tell you it would be great for you to go to that website right now next level church focus in on the location there in lithia because uh boy you got uh, pastor walt and others ready to um talk with you and uh, maybe that might be your church fellowship well don't go away because in a minute uh, we'll have uh uh, pastor walt robbins uh, pray with us on the bill bunkley show don't go away i'll be right back
4: in other
7: places. Your feelings are very important, but don't allow them to be the foundation of your day today. Let God's truth be your foundation. That's just one of the practical suggestions Stephen Arterburn, host of New Life Live, has written in 10 Ways to Overcome Your Fears and Anxiety, a 14-page guide free when you log on to our station website and use the keyword overcome.
13: If fear is your biggest problem, God is even bigger with a bigger
7: solution. Steve encourages you to let God's truth saturate your mind and heart. It will impact your feelings. Psalm 16.8 says, I know the Lord is with me. I will not be shaken, for He is right beside me. This doesn't mean you ignore reality. It means limiting
14: the crummy stuff we hear over and over again. Get your free copy of 10 Ways to Overcome Your Fear and Anxieties at Let'sTalkFaith.com. Use the keyword overcome. Let's talk Keyword
15: overcome. As a business owner, you're in a difficult position today. Stay-at-home regulations, social distancing, and in some cases, extreme limitations on our individual liberties have caused small and medium businesses to question whether marketing during this time is the right thing to do. You're asking a lot of questions, and you're getting few, if any, answers. Salem Surround is here to help business owners during these challenging times. We're sponsoring free webinars April 22nd and 24th, featuring nationally known marketing and advertising experts, Burrell and Associates. Named in the top 2% of worldwide consultants by Gerson Lehrman Group. They'll discuss how to manage marketing in times of crisis and examples of how some businesses actually thrive in difficult times. Attend virtually to hear some factual data on what you can do to keep your business top of mind, relevant, and vital to customers today. Two free seminars are offered each day, April 22nd or 24th, and limited space is available for times and to sign up. Go to salemsurround.com. Salem Surround.
10: This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station.
13: This is
1: Jerry Boyer of Town Hall Finance for townhall.com. We just passed the Passover and Easter holiday weekends, and I noticed something very interesting in the data published by the University of Washington. It looks like the U.S. death rate from coronavirus peaked on April 10th. That is Passover and Good Friday. That day, 2,077 people died more than any other day before. And from there, daily death tolls look to be retreating. Providence? Coincidence? You be the judge. But it certainly is poignant and spiritually powerful. Passover was the moment of peak death during the plagues on Egypt when Jews stayed at home together worshiping while the angel of death passed through the land. Good Friday was the peak death moment of human history, the hour of darkness before the turning of Easter and the defeating of death in the resurrection. What an appropriate time for death to be on the retreat in our current struggle.
0: I'm Jerry Boyle. The Pepperdine School of Public Policy. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu.
14: Take Faith Talk, AM 570 and 910 with you wherever you go. Using our mobile app, Let's Talk Faith.com. Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and at radio.com.
11: The fighting spirit of the Marine Corps is born of battles won. Battles won within, over enemies of fear, enemies of doubt. It's who we are. It's what we do. It's a promise made to you for more than two centuries. A promise of the Marines.
8: Welcome back. Bill Bunkley here. And uh, it's time to go to the throne room time for all of us to um, take a moment out and to uh, combine our hearts together and to pray to uh, our lord and savior jesus christ today to lead us is walt robbins and uh, part of the ministry team there at next level church in lithia don't forget that they have that uh, uh drive this uh april the 18th from 10 to 1 p.m for all of those canned goods at. uh uh, 10540 browning road and with that walt uh, could you just uh, lead us in the prayer this afternoon and uh, uh, we're just going to join you and support and lift this up to the to the throne room
22: absolutely father i just pray for each and every person god who is listening right now and um god you know better than than even we know ourselves god the the the, the deep things that we feel God, the anxieties, the fear, the, the, the wonder, God, and, and I know there's probably a lot of people even right now listening, God, that may have even lost their, their jobs recently um, or are fearful of, of, of COVID and everything that's going on in, in our culture and in our world, God, and I just pray for your peace and I pray for your presence, God, in, in, in all of our lives, God that we would not live a life of fear, we live a life of wisdom, God, but we would know that you care about us so much so that you sent your son to this earth to die for us. God, I pray that you continue, God, to, to heal those that are sick. You continue to use your church to be a light in the, in this darkness, in this dark time. God, and we continue to see those that don't know you. Um, leave leave uh, with a relationship, God, with you. And we thank you, God, that you are doing great things in the middle of, of this crazy season. And we thank you that you're opening up some, some fresh doors for your church and your people. And God, I just pray if there's anybody listening right now that has never said yes to a relationship with you, God, that wherever they are, in their car, at home, yes. that they would feel your presence, God, and say, and say, yes, I want that relationship. I want that relationship with you. We pray these
8: things in Jesus'
22: name. Amen.
8: Amen, amen. And by the way, if you want to connect with uh, Walt or anyone on the staff there, uh, you can go to nextlevel.church forward slash, well, food drive. Uh, let me back up here. If you want to connect with the food drive, uh, you can go to nextlevel.church forward slash food drive. That's food drive. If you want to connect with uh, uh, the church about either ministries, go to nextlevel.church. That's nextlevel.church. And, uh, Walt, thank you so much for sharing with us this afternoon, and thank you for opening up, uh, kind of reverting back, back to the future, back to the first century, helping those, not only your church family, but others in this time of need, reminding you once again, this Saturday, if you're in the Lithia area, uh, that's this Saturday, the 18th, 10 a.m. in the morning to 1 p.m. in the afternoon, Next Level Church will be hosting a drive-up. All you have to do is drive it up. It's going to be social distancing. you got a food drop. That address, 10,540 Browning Road. 10,540 Browning Road. 10,540 Browning Road in Lithia. They would love to uh, wave to you, uh, of course, at a great social distance. And with that, uh, well, good to have you with us this afternoon. Give my regards to your pastor, and uh, thank you for being with us today. It
22: was a pleasure. Thank you very much.
8: All right, we'll see you soon, my friend. Bye-bye. All right, we're at almost the end of another day and uh, another opportunity for us to serve the Lord. Hope today you've been giving some thoughts about that personal ministry, how you can fit in. Here we have yet another example of uh, of a church uh, that was opened up uh to the heart of the Lord and the prompting of the Holy Spirit. And they are, they are partnering with another ministry uh, to get some food in, in the hands of folks that uh, uh, clearly are going to be uh, challenged uh, by the lack of employment, uh, brought on by uh, the mitigation efforts that we have uh, all agreed to support here in America. You know, I hope that this is a time where all of us when we get a chance to get out and about a little bit, probably going to have some masks on, may even have some gloves on, and uh, who knows what the uh, what the f- armor will be? I think on, I think about putting on the full armor of God every morning—that spiritual armor, all the way from the helmet all the way down to your feet, all preparing you for the uh, spiritual challenges of the day. Well. We're going to be putting on our uh, battle arraignment uh, as we get back to work, we get back around, even get back doing some fun things, but we're going to have our armor of protection on against the coronavirus as well, at least for a while until we can figure out uh, uh, what we can do to uh, get that shot or that tab, uh, which is going to protect us from getting the virus, and, of course, they're working on that right now. But as always, thank you so much for spending all or part of your afternoon with us. You're very important to us, and uh, we are just uh, uh, praying for you. And uh, do not minimize anything you may be going through, whether it's a the, the, the little bit of fear, anxiety, um, maybe not having ever been unemployed in your life. Who, know, who knows what all those challenges are? You may be separated from your loved one in an AALF or a hospital situation. Just let you know that uh, God is with you. He's right by your side. Well, going to take a little time off, but have no fear. Tune in tomorrow at 3 o'clock. We'll be right here for the Bill Bunkley Show. Until then, have a very great evening, and get out and walk after 9 o'clock. God bless, and good night.